everybody. It's episode 233 of PodQuest. Woo! It's Thursday, February 14th, 2019. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, guys. I love yous, even though it might not always seem like it. <laughs> or, for, for the fans of Parks and Rec, Galentine's Day. That Galentine's, was yesterday. Galentine's Day was yesterday. Yeah, but you know what? Like, we didn't record yesterday. Because we were celebrating Galentine's we were Day. celebrating Galentine's Day. <laughs> us and the gals. The three of us. Three gals. I was at a work dinner. I was, um, not doing anything. So, no, I think I was watching Parks and Rec. So, just a li- little, little tangent. Um, one of my bosses from Boston was down in Philly doing um, client meetings. Took those of us in Philadelphia out to dinner. Um, I forget the name of the place already. It was like on Locust and Broad. Like it, it sat on Broad, like right off of Locust, basically. Okay. It's newish. Um, it's only been there for like two months. I think they opened in like late December. Sure. Um, and they they have another restaurant like around the corner. Apparently, um, wasn't like the fanciest place, obviously, but it was fancy enough that they had a wine person. Where this only person there that was in a full suit, even the manager <laughs> just had like like was dressed nicely. But, like, didn't have a jacket or anything on. Okay. This man had a nicely tailored suit. Somalias always have good suits. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yes. Okay. Why the fuck do you know that? I'm on a wine podcast. Listen, I was pretty sure that was what it was, but I didn't... I wasn't 100%, so I didn't say it. Um, But, so, like, I get there, and... Man. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Mic so stands. I got there a couple minutes late. The two other guys I work with are already there. Our boss isn't. They had both gotten glasses of wine, and the guy is there, like, pouring it with this, like, fancy fucking contraption that, like, injects, like, CO2 into the bottle to then force the wine out, but also aerates it the way, like, a, um, a decanter would. Mm-hmm. So, like, it becomes a smoother wine without having to sit out for, like, 20 minutes. Sounds amazing. Um... My boss, then being like the type of guy that he is, decides that oh, you, you like to to the uh, to one of the other guys there. You like wine? Let, let, let's just get a real good bottle. So oh God! He, he bought like like one of like the two three hundred dollar bottles off the menu, like oh. the bottles, not mm-hmm. not glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the guy like the the wine guy comes over and like does the very like fancy thing of like showing the bottle around the table and then. Asks if it's okay to uncork it, like pops the cork on it, pours just like the tiniest little bit in the glass for for my boss to try to make sure that it's all right, before then pouring it into the the, the decanter and then like leaving that on the middle of the table. Anytime anyone's glass had like less than like one mouthful left, he would come back over and pour more wine in in the most like succinct and smooth transaction of pouring I have ever seen. <laughs> he would he would come over, silently pick up the, the bottle, pour it into the glass, do like this like swish with his wrist where like he rolled it back into the bottle and then as he was bringing it back up, immediately his other hand came up to the rim with a black napkin to wipe the, the rim just in case there were any drops. Yep. And then he would just slide around the table doing that for the three guys that were drinking wine. You you went to such a fancy place. But, like, it wasn't that... Fa- like, it was nice. It was a nice restaurant. But, like, it wasn't, like, that kind of fancy. Like, everyone there was in nice clothing and all. Like, it wasn't a, like, show up in jeans and a t-shirt restaurant. But, like, I've never... I've been to nice restaurants before. I've never been to one with, like, that level of service for just having fucking wine poured, poured into your glass. That's... Yeah, people take their wine very seriously. Also... Mm-hmm. 
delicious mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Not nothing about the oh, you didn't drink the wine, did you? No, because he. He actually was, he was about to pour a glass for me because he just brought four glasses out for the table. I'm like, no, 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 thank you. Um, cause even if I was going to drink, I can't drink wine. Um, it actually makes me sick to my stomach. Really? Yeah. Um, cause I used to go with like Erica, she would do all like the wine tastings and stuff like that. And like, you have to pay for them regardless if you're there. So like, I would do the tastings cause it's just like little like sips of it basically. Yeah. And at a certain point, um, even those little sips were starting to make me feel physically ill. Like my stomach would hurt. Um, it's probably from like the the acidity it's, and the tannins and all. It well, it depends on uh, the type of wine. If it was mostly red wines, yeah. No, it's, it's literally all wine. All, then it might just be from mixing. Yeah. Um. But so it, I should rephrase that. So like, if we went someplace and it was they were doing reds, the reds would make me feel ill. If we went to a different place that was doing whites, the whites would make me feel ill. Okay. Like just wine in general does not sit in my stomach well, which is fine because I don't like it. Like I think it tastes bad. <laughs> um. Even like even like wines that are considered like very good wines, I don't like the smell or the flavor of. Okay. Like the only there was one wine that we had in Virginia. It um it was a, a dessert wine and apparently it was the sweetest dessert wine this particular vineyard had ever done. Um cuz like like they judged the sweetness by like the size of the grape. Okay. And the grapes they grew that year for this particular wine were like three times the normal size of that grape for that wine. So it was basically fucking like sweetened grape juice like somebody took like some welches and put an extra cup of sugar in it yeah that was all right you were probably <laughs> that was probably a riesling um i mean it was a, it was probably a port because it was a dessert wine right rieslings are dessert wines oh, rieslings and and rosés sometimes are as well but generally rieslings can be considered dessert i thought wines. only ports were dessert wines i don't really know what a port is. it's a dessert wine I guess so. <laughs> it's, it's fucking Mr. Wine Podcast. It's not a rosé. I don't really know it. <laughs> I, so I, the one thing I know about dessert wines are they usually come in like the smaller, skinnier bottles. Yeah. Like you normally don't get as much wine in a dessert wine as you do in like a regular bottle yeah. because it's literally meant to have with dessert. Like it's it's actually sweet. Yeah. Um, that and the stuff that we had at our wedding, the champagne, the blueberry champagne. I liked that also. I don't think I had that, but I don't like champagne. So neither do I. I think it tastes bad. Um, but the blueberry stuff was actually like, it had like, it had a little bit of that champagne taste, but it was actually more of like a blueberry flavor. Okay. So it was like a, like a carbonated blueberry soda. All of, all my experiences of champagne, I've gotten sick afterwards because I, I was a stupid child and I would mix and have everything in the world and then I would throw up. So yeah, Yeah. it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're back. Another episode. Valentine's Day, um, and we're actually going to start changing things up a bit. Um, we're actually like we're going to restructure the way the show flows. Yeah, um, our general goal is to make this more of a conversation than it was previously. Past episodes, it was mostly just here's a thing, and that's it. Now it's we're kind of just trying to make it flow better. We're, we're, we're also trying to curate things a little bit more. So mm-hmm. usually, and usually going into it, I was usually the one that would kind of like go through the sites, find the news, and while we all had access to it, we never really had, like, any discussion beforehand of, does anyone give a fuck about this? Yeah. So, like, there were occasions where, like, I would see a news article, I'm like, okay, well, that's that's a thing that's happened. I'd throw it on the list, and then when we'd get to it while we were actually talking about it, no one would have anything to say, so then it was just, like, this feeling of, like, well, we should say something about it. So then you'd ramble for a few seconds, everyone would be disinterested, and yeah. I'm sure that plays through in the audio when, like, one person is just saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, 
such and such made a game about you know throwing a frisbee at your dog or something. Yeah. Um, whoa, whoa. I mean, look, that's where is this game? Cool. I need to play it. it um, hold on. As long as it's not at your dog, it's for your dog. Well, I mean, then you I need at, to play it. you're not throwing it at your dog to hit your dog. You're throwing it at your dog to catch it. Okay, then that's a game we need um, to play. Let's make that game. Yeah. I mean, that that's a mini game in Windjammers, but I feel like it's probably it, it's probably been in a WarioWare at some point too. Well, I'm sure. Maybe WarioWare um, Move or whatever the the Wii one. I forget what that one was actually called. The, Smooth Moves. Yes. That sounds like something that would yeah. be in that. Yeah, that makes... Uh, yeah, I've never really played a lot of the WarioWare's, but yeah, it would be. I only really ever played the one on GBA, and that that is that is almost as perfect of a game as Tetris. Wasn't there disc throwing disc throwing in one of the uh, Wii Sports? Like disc Maybe, golf? Yeah, that might have been... Pretty sh- I feel like there is. Yeah, that might have been like an option in Wii Golf, or if anything else, it might have been in like the... Um, it might be, the one that came with the Motion resort. Plus. Was it Wii resort. Sports Resort? Yeah, yeah, that's I've, that's yeah. the one that came with Motion Plus. I, might have, I have to find that because I think I, I had that too, but I've never played it. Yeah, it would be it would actually be at my parents' house, so I can't even find it. Right. But yeah, so like we're still we'll still end up sidetracking into things um, mm-hmm. like wine and yeah, we'll, we'll still have conversation. So the idea is we'll still talk about news, but we're going to talk about news that at least two of us have something to say about. Mm-hmm. We're not going to just have like a news article that no one is interested in, just for the sake of getting it out there. I um, mean, unless the, the you know there might be some major news that like we don't really have much to say, but it is something that like is impossible to ignore. Yeah, look, like, like like the Randy Pitchford stuff a couple well, of weeks ago. Also, not much to have really said about that, but yeah. damn, that was some shit not to ignore. <laughs> Also, and I remembered this very late, so it's not on your list, Richie. I just yeah. added it to the normal news thing. Yeah. Um, there's all the Activision Blizzard stuff that went down this past week. Yeah. That, like, we don't really know much about it ourselves, but it's a thing that that we should at least bring up when we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah. know if you know anything about that. I know nothing about it. Um, Which, I mean, at this point, I guess, unless we want to let people know where they can find us before we get into everything else. Well, they found us already. We're well, right here. I mean, find us elsewhere. New Jersey? I mean, like What's your pa- address? I mean, like, Patreon. What's your address? It, it is, um... What's your address, Drew? I can't uh, remember. No. Okay, no. Um, but yeah, you know, um, we're on the internet, obviously. You're listening to a podcast. You get it off the internet. You can find these podcasts at www.one-quest.com. You can also find them on all your favorite podcast platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, too, which is where Google Play Music has sent their podcasts to die. Yeah, um, but I still get updates for Google Music sometimes. Yeah, that, it's, it's, weird. it's weird. I think we like one of ours just recently went up onto... <laughs> yeah, nice. music. Like, yeah, no, it, it, there's yeah. no rhyme or reason to it yeah. from what, I, and it's not just us; it's everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support us, help us out, help us grow the show more, uh, it's Patreon.com/slash/OneQuest. Um, fa- Facebook is Facebook.com/slash/OneQuestOnline. Twitter and Instagram are at one underscore quest, and our YouTube channel is YouTube.com/slash/OneQuestVideo. And of course, if you want to write into the show, let us know your thoughts, opinions, questions, what have you. Social at one-quest.com is where you can send those to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll start with a new format. Um, we're still going to start with news. Um, but, you know, if a news article comes across that is also involved in one of the things that we we have to like talk about in our like what we did section, uh, we'll try and keep that together just so we're not... 
we're not circling around. This way, we're not talking about the same thing twice. Like, unless they're separate enough that it makes sense to talk about them separately. But, you know, in a lot of cases, that's probably not going to be the case. Yeah. mm -hmm. Unless it's something, like, super negative about a company, and it's like, oh, yeah, we played this game about them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... Do you just want to start with the Activision Blizzard stuff then? Might, real quick? might as well just yeah. start there since I have nothing to say about it. I don't so, know. so Activision Blizzard um, laid off about eight hundred people this past week. Oh, Hold shit. on. Hold on. Activision Act- as a whole, not just Blizzard. I'm sorry. Activision Blizzard, coming off their best financial year in the company history, yeah. laid off eight approximately eight hundred people. I was going to get to that. <laughs> so yeah, Activision as a whole. So all of the their things. I keep saying Blizzard because Blizzard is the most well known part of that. Um, laid off 800 people. They had a record-setting year in 2018, but they did not meet their mm-hmm. their expectations. Record-setting year that did not meet their expectations. I also believe their CEO made 30 million dollars last year. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, that's that's all I'd have. Fuck so him. yeah, and I, I mean it, it's rough because like we don't know how how these companies run. It always sucks for people to lose jobs. The one thing I saw floating around on Twitter, um. And I don't know if this is a true or not. It seems like it could be. In 2011, apparently, Satoru Iwata of Nintendo um, took some sort of salary cut, as well as most of the board and like higher-ups at Nintendo, um, so that they would not have to perform layoffs that year. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that's and the, that does sound like a good guy Nintendo thing that they would uh, generally do. I, I, I'd say that more speaks to Japanese business culture versus Nintendo specifically. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's other m- other than Konami, a lot of these Japanese companies seem they they value their staff in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they might overwork them and not give them a lot of freedom, but they also want to retain them because. They tend to hire the best that they can. Mm-hmm. Well, when Papa was on, he was saying how he got like what three months off or something throughout the year. Yeah, like he, he like they just close for like two weeks or something like that, and they mm-hmm. still pay them and everything. So keep in mind too, he is in a different type of studio because it's more of like an indie yeah. level studio. Yeah, but like it's, they're not Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, and they're not Nintendo, but it's still like they have. They, they they honor their workers more so than other than American companies do. Yes, but it also comes down to like. All sort of... I'm trying to think of the right word for this. Everything that you've ever heard about Iwata was that, like, he was genuinely a decent person. Like, he cared about the people that he worked with. He cared about the people that he was selling product to. Yeah. Um, And, and, like, he came from the ground up. Like, Mm -hmm. the man made golf on the (laughs) NES. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's one of... He's not not a lifetime CEO. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Like, something like that seems like the sort of thing that he would have probably done and, like, gotten the rest of, like, the board to do to make sure that the company could stay afloat without, like, losing what could be, like, major important um, staff. Yeah. Activision is just this huge conglomerate that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and mm-hmm. their CEO gets $30 million a year and just, mm-hmm, I hate it. I hate it so much how greedy a lot of people are in America. Yeah, apparently the... The email that the staff got that were laid off is that they are going to get a a good severance, mm-hmm. which like who know? I, I mean, Activision's not coming out of business, so like they yeah, and they had a record-setting year, so they should be able to provide these people with something. 
who knows how much it would be. But, like, if their severance is, like, six months pay, why not just let them work for six more months and see if you can get more money so that you don't have to lay them off? Like... The... The... It's having weird. enough money is not the issue. It's the making enough money more than you told the investors you were going to make is the issue. Yeah, and honestly, like, I, I mean, I am not a business person, so I don't know this, but it seems like, you know, if you lay somebody off and you give them, like, you, six months seems a little overly generous, but, like, let's go with six months. Say you're going to pay somebody for six months of of time. Um there is still other overhead that you're no longer having to pay for that person by them not being there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to pay somebody to manage them now. So maybe, maybe if they, maybe, maybe they fired an entire department and then they took the manager for that department and made them a manager of like a joint department someplace else that another manager unfortunately lost their job from. Yeah. They're kind of like you also consolidating is the word. Also, may have gotten rid of office space you no longer need and lose all that overhead costs, like health insurance. Like depending well, the on health insurance is actually yeah, a huge one, I'm sure. Yeah, like depending on how they do that, like may, severance might include you know a few months of of health insurance, but probably not the whole thing. And generally, like your severance pay is usually up front. For in my experience, mm-hmm. you normally don't get given like you're not collecting a paycheck yeah, for yeah. the amount of like for the the duration of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it sucks. It's it's stupid. Um. I mean, the one good thing that has been pretty prevalent in like the game development community is like this news broke, and then a lot of major publishers were basically out on like Twitter and stuff like that, posting the links to their openings for jobs yeah yeah the community always does that they did that with telltales they did that with exactly like, like yeah. every time anybody. every time yeah. it's, it's great yeah uh, come on now i didn't i thought i had silenced it my phone is is not on silent because i'm on call still you have no excuse i literally thought i silenced it <laughs> i really did it happens it's all right it's not like before where you used to get the fucking um espn things every 15 <laughs> minutes while we were recording uh is there a flyers game tonight uh yes i might so I <laughs> well you just silenced it though. i just silenced it though um but also and like it's also crazy because if you go look at what activision has coming out this year it's three games like the fuck did they have an almost ten thousand person staff that's working on three games so call of duty uh-huh <laughs> Um, and you figured they have, it's, it's three studios, right? Well, really, so it's really two, because Activision isn't making one of them. They are publishing, uh, the next From Software game, but I don't think they own From Software. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure no, they don't. Yeah. So, whatever, Sasuna, whatever their game, the From Software game is, and then it's the Crash Team Racing remaster thing the remaster and crash team racing yeah you missed that yeah yeah that was the game awards we talked about that in december buddy I, I don't listen to you guys so obviously yeah that's all <laughs> right now that's all activision has slated for 2019 so they they've got all their games and services though too so you have all the blizzard products that are basically like like honestly like Bl- blizzard kind of prints money to a certain point mm-hmm. um because you have Hearthstone, you have WoW, and you have Overwatch. And, I mean, and Diablo 3. Yeah, but I feel like Diablo 3 doesn't have as much real reward money going into it, does it? Uh, well, no, but it is a live, ongoing thing that is constantly still being updated. Yeah. They're doing seasons every three months. But I wouldn't, like, doesn't mean people are buying it fresh yeah. anymore. 
But you figure, you know, WoW subscriptions are still in the million user base area. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many millions, but it's still up there. That's $15 every month from over a million people. Um, Hearthstone people are, are constantly buying card packs because they're addicted. Um, and people, people put real money in the Overwatch because they want cool skins and fucking poses and sprays and shit for Lucio. <laughs> they want Only floss, Lucio, though. Right? Yeah, floss. no, you, you, but see, the thing is, like, no, that's Fortnite. You're getting it wrong. And you can't say that. It's copywritten. We're going to get sued by the guy from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No, what's copywritten no. <laughs> is the actual doing it. Yeah, no, saying I'm... it isn't. So you can say um, what you want. But yeah, they, they only want the Lucio stuff. But because they're loot boxes, like, you get right. you get a little mm-hmm. bit of everybody. Mm-hmm. And actually, can you spend real... Overwatch is one of those games where you spend real money for currency, and then you use the currency to buy the loot boxes, right? No, you just buy the loot boxes. Do you? Okay. Yeah. It's hard to keep track, because every game does it their own way yeah no yeah if with them you just buy the loot boxes i like overwatch it's a good game and then there was one skin that you could pay for directly which was that uh, one mercy uh breast cancer awareness skin didn't they let you buy the um the summer skins directly well not with real money oh you could use the in-game currency to buy it yeah okay like the only way to get that mercy breast cancer awareness one was Pay them twenty dollars. I mean, they put it towards charity. Yeah, so. which you know, good for them. Um, moving away from sort of the super down news of eight hundred people unfortunately losing their jobs. Um, little, Maybe they can find their jobs at yeah Telltale's. Li- <laughs> well, it's not Telltale well, anymore. No. Yeah, not Telltale. It's um oh man, I had it open and I forget what it is now. Okay. Oh, it's Ad Hoc Studios is okay. what they're calling themselves, which I think that's actually a good name because so. Um, some of the former developers and stuff like that from Telltale have gotten together, launched their own studio to continue making narrative-driven games. Yeah. Um, it's called Ad Hoc Studio, which I think is actually, like, that's a good name for for that. It's so good, I'm amazed it didn't already exist. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, you know, and, like, that's cool. Like, the people, like, they, they apparently weren't able to find work or, you know, maybe di- couldn't find the work doing what they wanted to do. So like they're just gonna they're they're gonna make their own work. Yeah. Um. One of the things that's kind of like talked about from their um their chief creative officer, whose name I don't have in front of me and don't remember, unfortunately, is that uh one of the one of the one of the games they want to kind of work on is a live action narrative game. So something with actual actors, not just video game characters. Which you know, in one sense. At least they're not using that Telltale engine anymore. Maybe. Um, <laughs> God, I fucking hope not. I, I hope whoever owns the rights to that just burns it to the goddamn ground and deletes every backup of that source code. They probably should. Or they go through the source code and fix the one line of code that was screwing it all up. No, th- those games are so fucking broken, the whole thing needs to just get burnt to the ground and started over. Yeah. Um, but it, have you guys ever played an FMV game? I don't know that I have, to be I, I, honest. I watched Bandersnatch. That's a choose-your-own-adventure game. A little different. I know. But um, do, do you know what a FMV game is? Well, it's... No, I, I don't think is I've ever it played that one. Different? Not, like, it's not really that different. You, did, you've never played Night Trap on the Sega CD? No. I never. Uh, I didn't right, even Night have Trap a Sega CD. No, that's fair. Um, they're weird games. Like, like, there has never been an FMV game, to my knowledge, that isn't kind of fucking weird. But you you can sometimes get lucky and have have it be a good weird. Yeah. Yeah. Alternate, good weird ones. Alternately, 
you can make a live-action game that's The Quiet Man. Not an FMV game, but a fucking disaster. Although, Quiet Man, also not exactly uh, an FMV game. No, that's what I said. Not an FMV game, but, but is a large portion live-action. It's live-action cutscenes. There's, it's a, it's very story driven. It's very much here's a long um, live action cutscene followed by a walled off <laughs> some fight. really bad gameplay. Yeah. Um. The so yeah, live action game might be weird. It's, but I think it's going to be totally weird. But you know what? Like Telltale, it for for as bad as like that Telltale engine could be, like they always told a good story, except for Guardians. <laughs> Other than Guardians of the Galaxy, they always told good stories. At least from what I played. Neither of you ever played like the um no the Game of Thrones or like the the Minecraft story mode or anything like that. No, no. no. I kept meaning to play Tales from the Borderlands, but that's that the only one that I was actually interested in. Actually, I guess the Batman one too. But the Batman, both Batman's were good. Um, Tales from the Borderlands is probably my favorite one of their games. I think I have the Game of Thrones one on Steam. I think at least one of the episodes was. Maybe f- a free PS Plus or something at one point. Borderlands was free on PS. No, no, I meant ga- I meant oh, um, Game, of Game, of Game of Thrones. Okay, uh, I think it was just the Game of Thrones game in general, not like the Telltale. I think there was an actual Game of Thrones game. Oh, there was. I think it was a I PS3 think, game. I think that's that was free. I don't think the Telltale's one. Was. Oh God, Game of Thrones has been on long enough that the first like two seasons were pre PS4. Yeah, maybe yeah. the first three seasons. Yeah. And it'll be back and over in, like, less than a month and a half. Like, two months. So, what is it? Eight episodes? Uh, eight episodes, yes. It's, uh, I think it premieres the first Sunday of April. Oh, really? Something like that. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I don't know exactly how long. I'm gonna be have. in Japan. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd rather be in Japan, but, like, I don't want to get spoiled accidentally for the first episode. I'm sure you can get HBO Go and watch it there for that one night. Well, we're not really going to have anything to watch it on, is the problem. I, you, I'm sure you can connect to Wi-Fi and watch it on your phone. What? Really? Watch it on my phone? Uh, bring your Chromecast to whatever hotel room you're staying at, connect to Wi-Fi, and connect <sighs> it. I'm just saying, um, there's a way. So, I'm going to actually skip the Nintendo Direct stuff and save that for the end. Yeah. That, that's a pretty big pretty big chunk. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, pretty hefty. So, the next thing we have, then, is a little Walking Dead-related stuff. Um, first part of it is Denai Guerrera is apparently leaving the show at the end of season 10, which is next season. I, see, I don't, I, I'm, I'm at a love, I don't hate, I don't care relationship with this right now, because I have not watched since they introduced The Whisper. So, like, the very first episode where it's like, they're walking across the path and they're whispering as on. So you haven't watched since the episode after Rick left. Exactly. Um, which, I, that was the, f- that was the episode that they introduced, like, older Judith, right? Yes. Okay. And I just, I don't, I really don't care to, like, I'll wait until the season ends to, to watch it. I'm, so, I'm not too worried about it. So, like, I, her leaving, I'm like, I don't, like, the show kind of sucks anymore, so it doesn't affect me. The premiere was a little bit better. I know I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit. Um, in particular, Negan is, he, he is not the Negan from the comics anymore. Like, like even what Negan became in the comics after All Out War. Yeah. Um, but he is, he's a, he's a very different man at this point. Um, he ends up 
escaping from Alexandria. Yeah, I kind of um, figured. Judith, I think I saw something. So, like, the, the minor spoiler, but Judith lets him go. Yeah. Like, literally, he's getting ready to climb over the fence, and she is standing there with a gun ready to shoot him. And basically says, like, go back to your cell, or I'm going to shoot you. And, like, they have, like, a weird, like, friendship um, because Negan treats her like an actual person and not like a small child. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she is actually the most, like, reliable character in the show at this point. Um, like, she's like eight or nine, I think. Just always out on her own. Just fucking taking care of business. Yeah. Um, so, like, she lets Negan go, but tells him, if I ever see you again, I'm going to shoot you. And later in the episode, like, Alexandria has gone looking for Negan because, you know, they don't want him out there. Yeah. And, like, she is just out on her own also looking for Negan. Like, just fucking wandering the fucking desolate roads of the zombie apocalypse. Negan's riding a motorcycle. I think it might have actually been one of Daryl's bikes that was at, at, that was at the, um, the Savior's place. I forget what that was called. Sanctuary. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden they do that shot where, like, they show, like, him coming down the road driving quickly and Judith standing in the middle of the road. She fucking shoots him. There you go. Doesn't hit him. Hits the bike and he, like, skids out and falls off the bike and shit like that. But that little fucking girl fucking doesn't even blink just shoots the motherfucker riding the bike at her she told him yeah yeah that's and then proceeds to hold the gun at him the entire time and in, until he agrees to go back to his cell which like that's what he was doing anyway but like still like that little girl is the best part of that show at this point and they're never going to focus on her the way that they should no they're not and like i don't i'm just i like the i liked what i saw on that one episode after Rick left, but I was just like, it's like this. This is just it's boring now, and yeah. I'm sure even the new episode there were times where you're just like, oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm, I'm just I'm over it. Mo- and- most of it was that there were just there there were these scenes, and for what it's worth, like Michonne is is not a fun character to watch anymore. She's no. just angry and untrusting of everybody. Yeah, and from what I've gathered, nobody likes her at so not nobody like the people in Alexandria seem to still like and trust her, but. Like, the people that, like, were all friends that are, like, at different communities, apparently something went down and they don't like her anymore. Yeah, and I, that's the one thing I don't like about what they did with this, what was it, a five-year time jump? Yeah, it was five or six years. Five, six-year time jump. Like, there's so much that happened between this time that they're, you're just supposed to be okay with without knowing. What would have been better, in my opinion, is if they had, like, a full, like, time jump episode where, like... Every, where it's like, here's what happened, and then a couple months later, here's what happened, a couple months later, here's what happened. Just so the, to catch you up on everything, and show you that, like, oh yeah, she was pregnant before Rick died. Like, which, honestly, they have not brought that up in so long, I forgot until you just mentioned it. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say, like, against the idea of doing, like, that time skip episode where they show you, is by doing it this way, they have that air of mystery, where it's like, oh, what happened between them? Are we ever going to find out, or are they just going to like? Are they just going to drag it along for the next three seasons? Which, yes, that's yeah, they're going to the case. They're going to drag it along. We're never going to get to see it, and then they'll release a, a comic book about it. But yeah, um, but at this point, like, there aren't that many characters that they've spent time as like a lead that are going to be left. No, it's it's going to become the Daryl show, and even then, like, I know that that's the route it was supposed to like reportedly was going for this second half of the season. He has not been really that character at all. Um, and like, like I said, like Michonne is not fun to watch anymore. Most, like most of the characters aren't. I mean, Carol and Ezekiel weren't even in this episode. 
And I know uh, the, at the mid-season finale, they killed Jesus, yeah. which was one of the cooler characters. I, well, he actually requested to be killed. Did he? Yeah, because he read the comics and was disappointed how the show was handling the character. Because he thought the character was so cool in the comics, and he was basically just not being used at all in the show. Yeah, that is true. Like, I mean, I haven't seen the, read the comics since uh, All Out War. But still, like, even at that point, like, he was a cool fucking character. Yeah, he was... And, like, he got to do, like, three cool things at the very beginning when they first introduced him. Yeah. And then he's just kind of been in the background ever since. Yeah, and and turning him into... Which is fine to make him the leader of Hilltop, but... The reluctant leader, too. he needs to be the leader. He was never the reluctant leader. Like, he was always the second-in-command to Maggie. But, like, make him actual leader. Don't make... Well, I'm just waiting till she gets... No, she's not coming back. Because that's the thing. He never wanted to be the leader. Yeah. Because even in the comics, he did not want to be in charge. No. He was okay, like, being, like, like an advisor or whatever, but... And and at that point, like, maybe they could have better utilized him by having him be different. Like, like not the leader and have somebody else be the yeah. leader. Which, the, I mean, they basically set it up where, like, Taro was essentially the leader. Yeah. Jesus was just, like, the figurehead. Yeah. And, like, now what they're setting up is Daryl is now going to be the leader of Hilltop, but, like, Tara's going to be there to help him. Yeah. Um, I, I just... I don't need any more of the Daryl show. I I love Norman Reedus. I liked Daryl. I need him to die, though. Did, that, that's did, one major reason why I don't like the show. Did you get to the whispers in the comic? I got through a good portion. I got... um. I got to the pikes, the head on, heads on a stick. Did they introduce the daughter of Alpha? Yeah, yeah. So they, the, she has been introduced now. Yeah. Um, but Carl's dead. Yeah. So now she, they're totally gonna have her paired up with um Carol's little bastard um, yeah, stepson who the, fucking sucks at everything. I hate that kid. Yeah. Like, I I don't care. Like, and it was when they said they were doing the whispers, I was like, you fucking killed Carl though. Like Carl is a big part of the whispers. You can't just fucking kill Carl and then bring in the whispers. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just, it's so, like, I understand they're trying to do their own thing, but you can't. Not with... And not only that, like, you remember, I I think it was the end of last season. Um, Yeah, last season ended with everyone was, like, against Rick. Remember there was that, like, little meeting where it was Maggie and Jesus and then Daryl walked in and they're like, yeah, we have to do something about Rick. Like, this is, yeah, this is yeah. okay. And then this season started up like the with the the year and a half time jump or whatever, yeah. And none of that's the case anymore. I, but they they played into it, but it was like the most out of whack part of that was Jesus himself. That is not Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is not a like the entire episode. He was like a redemptive figure. He's like he's he's deserving of redemption. And then they didn't kill Negan, and and now he's like, oh, let's kill Rick now. It just, no, like, yeah. the writing has gotten piss poor in that show. I believe they have a new showrunner now, too. Yeah, this season they got a new, or, yeah, this season I believe they got yeah. a new showrunner. Like, if I remember correctly, um, Scott Gimple is still involved, but he is not, like, in charge of it on an episode-by-episode basis the way he had been the last, like, three or four seasons. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, you know, Michonne might not be around much longer, and... Hopefully that means the show might not be around much longer. No, because, I mean, it's already it's, it's already got season 10, and they already have, like, six Rick movies planned. I'm just... I, I, yeah, and that's why I'm... <laughs> I'm over it. I am absolutely over this no, phenomenon. I mean, we didn't watch it on Sunday, and it was one of those, like, yeah, I guess we'll watch it on Monday. Like, yeah. Why not? I, I, I'm like, maybe I'll wait till the end of the season and just watch the rest of them all I want. So, 
this next one I'm actually probably the only one that's actually interested in. Um, Hulu is going to be doing a set of animated Marvel shows. Oh, they're animated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, because they're the weird ones. So it's going to be a MODOK show. Uh-huh. Um, which is a mental organism designed only for killing. Oh, all right. Um, I don't know. Do you know who MODOK is? I know who MODOK is. Do you know who MODOK is? He's like a big face. Yeah. 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 With little tiny arms and legs and like this weird like robot face thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then there's going to be a hit monkey. I I didn't even... I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I didn't even know hit monkey was a thing. Yep. He's a a top assassin who also happens to be a monkey. It's similar to how DC has Detective Chimp. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, Detective Chimp is part of the Dark Avengers. Or Dark Avengers, Dark Justice League. Okay. Um, or Justice League Dark is, um, they're not like bad guys. They're like the, the mystical Justice League. So like, yeah. it's usually like Swamp Thing sure. and Zatanna and Constantine. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's also a gorilla. There's like a butler gorilla. Um, he's in the Avengers or like, like he's, he's a Marvel character where he's immortal. He got immortal by killing the previous gorilla because, he heard the story that if you can kill the gorilla, you become immortal. What the story doesn't tell you is when you kill the gorilla, you then become the immortal gorilla. That's amazing. Yeah, fucking comic books, guys. Um, there's also going to be a... Ta- this this one might be the best one. Tigra and Dazzler. I didn't know Tigra was a character either. Yeah, she's like a lady, has like tiger stripes. Is is she like a mutant as well as Dazzler? Or? I don't think she's a mutant. She looks kind of, she, She's kind of along the same lines as Cheetah from... Yeah. DC, as yeah. far as, like, appearance goes. Um, and then Dazzler is just, like, a cool disco singer lady who, it, it depends. If they go, if they go mainstream Marvel, she was a disco star. If they go Ultimate Marvel, she was, like, a crazy punk rock musician, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be fucking weird. Dazzler is, like, is, like, Jubilee, but Better. just with lights instead of with fireworks? Yeah, she, so she can make, um, she can do lights, and she can make them um, physical. Okay. Like, she can actually basically do, like, hard light projections of things, including, like, like in, in recent comics, she's been able to make, like, projections of things. Interesting. Like, people. Like, she's been able to make people look like they're actually, like, there, when really it's just, like, a, a, a force field of light. Huh. Yeah. Okay. She's actually a really cool character. Um, at least I think so. Uh, and then the last one, Howard the fucking Duck. Which, the the little synopsis I read for it sounds very similar to the 1980s movie, where he's a duck stuck in our universe from the weird one that he's from. Um, that one in particular, though, going to be written and some and produced, I think, by Kevin Smith and... Dave Willis. Dave Willis, who is um, the guy behind Aqua Teen. Yeah. Um, and he was actually the voice of Meatwad. Yeah. Which, that show, I'm a little bit more interested in than the rest... Modoc might be fucking off the wall too. It, well, I don't know if like I read correctly the article, but like apparently they're gonna have a com a team up show called The Offenders. I mean, that would be cool. I don't. That might have just been like a jest. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, I just quickly read through the article because I was like, this is weird but interesting, and I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like fucking Hit Monkey though, Modoc, man, we. I- we, I know, I know two of them. We live in the best timeline, guys. I know, I know three of these characters. We live in the timeline where young Cable came to the future and killed old Cable so that he could resurrect his dad with the Phoenix Force. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> no, like, 
We live. I wish we lived in a timeline where Deadpool went back and killed Wolverine. Deadpool. Wolverine. Deadpool. What? Oh, oh. Yeah. Sorry, I was under. I got confused because I'm like, Wolverine was never Deadpool. Wolverine's the Phoenix in a certain time, but really? Yeah. Um. Actually, it's the um the current Thor story. Um. Jason Aaron's been writing the book for like six or seven years now. And he has done the, these, these like little mini stories like every so often, um, where it's basically like old man Thor. It's the, it's, it's Thor as Odin. Like he is, he, when he becomes the all father. Yeah. Um, and I think his run opened up with that maybe where like it was like, you know, far into the future where Thor was all father. And then ever since then he's had, he's had these certain times, these stories that were even further in the future. Basically, at the end of the universe, okay, where like the universe is actually dying, the Earth is already gone. Um, like the Asgardians are basically what's left, and some of the other like space deities. One of them also happens to be fucking Logan Phoenix, who he has been the Phoenix for so long that like he remembers who he is, but like doesn't really give a fuck. So like him and Thor end up fighting in like the last time they did it. Okay. Which was like an issue, or maybe like four or five issues ago at this point. Freaking Phoenix Wolverine, like that's on that's an unstoppable force right there. Like, yep, that's nuts. That's amazing. Yeah, are his claws like flame claws now? So it's weird. Like, he he is Wolverine, but with like the giant Phoenix fire thing around him. Okay. Kind of kind of like how <laughs> Drew won't get this. It's like how when Naruto um actually becomes friends with Kurama. Yeah. And, like, calls him out. Like, you know how B, like, literally turns into the Eight Tails? Yeah. But, like, Naruto just gets, like, a force field of Kurama around him? Yeah. It's like that. Like, there's Naruto in there, and, like, Logan's in there, but then, like, there's, like, the Phoenix shape all the way around him. That's ridiculous. And he's kind of, like, orange, and, and, like, Logan himself is kind of orange and flamey. That's stupid. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's all kinds of dumb. I was going to be offended when you said, I won't get this, and then you said Naruto, and I was like, oh no, you're right, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, j- going along with the Hulu Marvel stuff, um, one of their executives at like the TV Upfronts thing um, made a comment that like they have a really good relationship relationship with Marvel, and that they are open to looking into possibly bringing the Netflix shows over to Hulu. Um that ain't happening. Well, it's not. But the one thing that I... In the one article I read about it is... All we've really heard about the Disney streaming platform... Is it's probably going to be geared towards like the family-friendly content. Whereas those Netflix shows... 100% are not that. And so it wouldn't be out of question for... Them to put something like this on a different platform. And with the... I, I believe Hulu already has... Like Fox has a stake in Hulu, if I remember correctly. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was... Like, like a large stake. I want to say it was basically one-third split between NBC, Fox, and ABC, or Disney, I guess. Oh, wow. Is kind of how it was, so now Disney essentially owns two-thirds of it. Yeah, so with them getting Fox, having more shows show up on Hulu isn't really hurting their bottom line. So, like, you know, if they keep shows like The Runaways over there and these new animated shows... Having those like darker, more mature rated Netflix shows show up in some fashion, like unlikely but not impossible. I just, I think it's, I, I would say it's nuts to 
to to say that it would happen just because why would you bother taking it off the current streaming service if you're not going to put it on the new one that you're developing money netflix probably wanted more money than what disney was willing to pay whereas they have an ownership stake in hulu already they're not spending money to put their stuff on there yeah i mean i i guess that could be like they have they have no rights to netflix content if that makes like obviously they have rights to like the shows that they make but like they don't own any portion of netflix they don't really make any money off of having their show on netflix cuz like we said before netflix doesn't advertise yeah um and i'm sure netflix as shows are on like because they keep the ratings to themselves they probably only share those with the like the content creators and they probably try and be like all right well you know like Luke Cage, the numbers were down this year, so we'd like to only pay you this much money instead. And, like, it's probably just not worth the hassle. Yeah. And then again, like, they might have just been done with it. They don't... Maybe Disney doesn't want to put up money to make those shows anymore because they didn't have the numbers they wanted. But at least with Hulu, you get ad revenue. Yeah. Like, you put it on Hulu, and it automatically gets commercials unless people are paying more money anyway. And it's not... If that streaming service is only going to be, like... Let's call it family-friendly to teen-rated content. Those shows will not fit there. They would have to actually remake them as something very different. And I don't know if, like, those particular heroes would work as something completely different. No, they wouldn't. Um, like, Daredevil Daredevil and Iron Fist could. Um, Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage would be the ones that are a little little rougher, I think. Especially Punisher and, Luke, or Punisher and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Because even Luke can be, like, a little more wholesome. But, like... Jessica Jones, like, at, like, what they usually make her, like, she's an alcoholic with, like, a lot of problems. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, I, I still say I think it was, it would be a waste, but I do see the point in that, I guess, they would make more money, um, and even, even with Hulu, uh, commercial free, you still get ads. No, you don't. If you have, uh, I've got friends who have Hulu commercial free, they still get ads. It's not as common. But they still get ads before a show, or it, it surrounds the show, and they email them. It's like, why am I getting these commercials? They're like, they're not commercials, they're ads. I've had commercial free since September. Um, I've never had anything like that happen. They they have, and like maybe it's certain content. It could be. Um, I don't watch much of the. I don't watch things that are on regular television on there very much. Yeah, I mean, they, they watch, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and stuff, so it might be some of that. But it is still, like, they pay for commercial free. They still get ads. So even if, you, if you're if you doing a new content show like this, like, they might like they might still do it. So the, the one thing I can say, and, like, you're right, like, I don't, we don't know. Um, I basically only use Hulu for original content and anime. Yeah. Um, original content definitely doesn't have it, and neither does the anime. At least so far yeah and like we watch a decent amount of hulu like uh, like erica watches a lot of netflix like at night but i'd say like during the day like we probably watch hulu more it's hulu and youtube tv are what we have on the most yeah or um lately it's been funimation because we're watching through fairy tale okay yeah but yeah that, ever since we got the ad free i haven't had any ads on either side of anything that's weird. Yeah, cool. so it might it might just be um like the new content like as it airs. Like if they're watching like Brooklyn Nine Nine like the day it goes up, like maybe that's when they're doing it. Or maybe like if Drew's right and it was um ABC, NBC, and Fox were like the three shareholders. So, there. so uh, 
been looking at that while you guys were talking. So it was actually split four ways, 30% each to Disney, Comcast, and uh, Fox, with Time Warner slash AT&T owning the other 10%. Okay. Although, apparently, in actually the last few months, as the Disney-Fox thing has gotten more looking like it's getting done, uh, it looks like Comcast and AT&T are both trying to sell their stock their portion of it to disney and disney might wind up owning 100 percent of hulu jesus christ god damn then they don't even need their own streaming service they just have hulu now they have a built-in fucking subscriber base uh because comcast is probably buying sky from disney and fox right disney i remember fox that. merger so comcast 30 percent of hulu might get wrapped up in that deal and then at that point AT&T is just like fuck it here yeah give us the billion dollars for our 10% but so the reason the reason I even mentioned that again if I believe CBS shows are on Hulu not all of them but I think you can get some of them yeah um they may be the most likely to be ad oriented even with the commercial free because CBS has zero stake in Hulu and they have their all access app subscription service where you can watch all of their shows also yeah because i know um with youtube tv um cbs is one of like it might actually be the only station now that i think about it at least that we watch where dvring the show we cannot watch the dvr version and we can only watch the vod version with commercials really yep like dumb. When, when you go to the episode like an episode of a cbs show um, and you look at, like, your viewing options. Like, any show on YouTube TV generally has, like, the recordings, and it records... It, it, maybe there's three different recordings of it. And then there's the VOD option. And the VOD option always has commercials. Um, and then the other ones, you can skip through them. Um, CBS shows literally have the VOD or the um, DVR version um, grayed out. And when you hover over, it says, um, this, like, this network blocks the playback of this content or something like this. Um... So you have to watch the VOD and deal with the commercials. Weird. I, CW is the other one, but CW offers all of their stuff streaming free through their own app. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did notice, if you watch it on the PC, there are no commercials for the VOD. It's very weird. Like, I, I've literally, like, I've watched an episode of, like, Arrow on my computer, no commercials for VOD. Then I've watched, like, the, that same week's episode of Flash just on the TV, fucking commercials on it. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, moving on anyway, uh, Rich, this is going to be more you probably than anything. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a little bit different news-wise than we normally cover, um, but it's, um, I'm sure a lot of people have already heard it, but NASA's, uh, Mars rover Opportunity was announced dead after it had a 15-year run. Um, it was, I believe, where is it, uh, last, uh, June was when they last heard from it, and there was a planet-wide dust storm that ran, that covered all of Mars through September. Um, and it lost the ability to recharge solar, using solar. So they were hoping that during the windy season from November to January that it would, like, blow enough dust off. Uh, and they, they've sent hundred, like, I think they said, like, they sent three to four hundred different pings to try and get in touch with it, and just nothing. They, they, they can't get it um, it's, it's, it's more, it's not sad, but it's more of like a, oh man, this is, it's, this is the rover that found signs of water on Mars, 
This uh, this is the first rover to actually. I think it's one of the first six. One of the first most. This is the most successful rover that they had. Its original um, mission was supposed to be ninety days, but it ended up lasting five thousand Martian souls, which a Martian soul is thirty five minutes than an Earth. Thirty five minutes longer than an Earth day. Wow. So yeah, it was only supposed to last three months. It lasted fifteen years. So you know what's weird about this? Mm-hmm. I, like I'm I'm just reading your notes, Rich. Um, so it lasted fifteen years. Um, it was five thousand Mars days. Yeah. It only traveled twenty eight miles. Yeah. I, I, that's because yeah. they had like limited time to actually be able to control it based on like yeah no no, the no distance I, and but twenty eight miles is its is the longest Martian rover trip to date. It's just it's crazy because Mars is bigger than Earth. Yeah. Um, like it not it's not Jupiter, but like it is a larger sphere. Yeah. Um, and that means like, like when you think about it, after 15 years, only 28 miles of that planet was explored. Like, I drive further to my clients for work. Yeah. Like, I don't. All of my clients, one way, are like roughly that. Yeah, it's 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 nuts how much this little little thing did, and I think um, Curiosity is the one that sings happy birthday birthday to itself every day. But opportunity every day or every year, every year, every year, okay, I mean, every year. Uh, it it has a program where it runs its its like um uh different the different devices in a in the tune of happy birthday to itself every year. That's the one that went up like four or five years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Drew, you you're holding up your finger. Earth is bigger than Mars. Is it? Is it? Mars is the second smallest planet. Really? Yes. But I has- thought Mars was like. I thought Mars was bigger than the Earth. Yeah, no. I thought it went Earth because, then no, Mars. Because the rotate... Well, I mean, it just rotates slower. It's not... Yes. Yeah, it, it has a longer orbit. Yeah. But Mercury's not- day is longer than its year. Yeah, right, right. Size has nothing to do with days. Wait, really? Yeah, it takes longer for Mercury to spin on its axis once than it takes it to go around the sun once. That's kind of crazy. So it has a year in a day. Yes. Yeah. That's actually kind of trippy. <laughs> um, but I, a lot of the photos you see of Mars are photos from Opportunity. Took uh, 225,000 photos. But only of the same fucking 28 <laughs> miles. <laughs> I, but, like, one of, one of the, like, the most known crater, which I think was even mentioned in The Martian, is, like, one of the most famous pictures. Because that's of the, the only fucking part of the planet we've seen. Hey, I mean, I, well... <laughs> I mean, what is it? Uh, uh, Curiosity has taken pictures too. So, but I, I don't. I honestly like this. Just is like it's not that I'm not interested in space. It's just like the the rover things have never been a thing that I followed. Do you know? Like they they sent them to different parts of the planet. I assume, right? Yeah, or at um, least aimed to get them at different parts of the planet. I I believe, and I Jordan, uh, if you can fact check me on it as I'm saying it, I believe um, that Curiosity is more northern hemisphere. Whereas opportunity was just like at, it was aimed specifically at this crater. Okay. See the, the the space thing I always found more interesting was like that probe that like a couple of years ago reached the end of like the known galaxy and like literally passed out of the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah, that was um what's it called? Uh, it was Wait. the main focal main focal point to uh one of the Star Trek movies. 
Voyager? Was it Voyager? Well, yeah, yeah, Voyager or, was the thing, that's right. Yeah, because it has the disc of humankind. If if you watched, uh, what's it called, uh, Beast Wars, that disc is the disc from Voyager, because they go back in time and the planet they're on is Earth. It's so stupid. I love Beast Wars. No, I mean, Beast Wars is... That's a, that, that was a good, bad show. Yeah. Beast Machines was bad, though. Like, Beast that was, Machines that was, was bad, that not was good. The, that was, Beast Machines was after Beast Wars. That, That's when they got back to Cybertron. Yeah, and yeah. everyone turned into these weird, like... like I don't. They, they lost their transmetal somehow by traveling. They tied Megatron up to just their ship and then flew back, and they all just lost their transmetal yeah. and were back in their normal beast form. But then, like, some of, like, the good guys became bad guys after they crashed or whatever. And... Yeah. I didn't get to watch it. It was on Netflix, but I never watched it. It was... I remember watching it when it aired. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've always loved this, this sort of space, spacey stuff, and it's just to hear something that was the most successful of everything breaking two NASA records, I'm like, this is, this is amazing. But it sucks to see that the, that the mission's over. But yeah, they're, uh, they have another mission set out for 2020. I believe they're going to send another rover up around 2020. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Um, it's been a long day. Uh, yeah, it has. So the next thing is um, the Stranger Things DVD campaign? D&D. D&D, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so you both might like this. In the first episode of Stranger Things, they were playing Dungeons & Dragons. I think they mm-hmm. in the last episode was, of the first season, too. It, yeah, it was the first and last episode. They were playing a campaign. That campaign is a starter set now. It comes with two Demogorgon figures, one you can paint, one that's pre-painted. It comes with character sheets for all of the peop- all of the kids from the show. So, Will the Wise, Dustin the Dwarf, whatever the other two's characters were, and it just plots out that entire campaign as a starter set. That's kind of cool. I was like that's that's really neat. Like and it comes like I said it comes with the uh the two Demogorgon figures. It's only like 20 bucks on Amazon to pre-order right now. So when are, when are you going to transition that into your campaign? I'm not, because I, I much prefer to write my own stuff. I used a pre-made campaign and it was fun, but I wasn't as into it as I was when I'm doing like my own homemade stuff. Like it uh, Maybe if we when we do restart, I might think about using some stuff from it, especially the Demogorgon, if I buy it. I don't even know how I'm going to buy it right now, but it's still like Oh, that's cool. You can play I mean, as honestly twenty twenty dollars for a pre-painted miniature isn't bad yeah. from what I saw. That's not bad at all. Um, but also going along with D and D, me and Drinton did play some D and D this weekend. We did. We I did. hear you're both real bad at it. <laughs> no, we're 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 good at it. I don't I don't know. According to the notes I saw, you you were only able to play like a third of the game because N- you're both bad at it. No, I, and I want to preface this. Whenever I say things like that, like they only played a third of my dungeon rubber, I'm not actually mad. I more find it funny than anything else. Dude, he's livid. Like, do you hear it? Oh, I, mean, I can yeah. tell. Do you, so do you hear that icy venom mm-hmm. in I, in his tone? I am blood red. I like there's steam coming out my ears. No, uh, we, he's, gonna, he's gonna go up after this podcast and just scream into his pillow. <laughs> We, uh, I don't have, I, I have the map, it's out in my car. I, I made, this is the first time, I was super proud of myself, this is the first time I actually made my own dungeon. Before I either used, like, pre-made dungeons and stuff, but now, like, I did my own dungeon, I built a map, I drew, I drew it very maze-like, I did hidden paths, I put treasures and stuff in there. Is this a different map than the one I saw when you were helping Erica set up? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, like that was that's the that's the world map. This was just a dungeon oh, map. you made like a specific dungeon map. Yeah, I okay. like this was the first home built dungeon I ever made, 
and um, not even really thinking, I made the path. I made the fastest path to go the first path they see, and they ended up going in that direction and meeting the person that they were going to meet that helps them get to where they need to get to, like really early on. But you know what? It it worked out better because otherwise it might have been like a two plus hour much longer session if they went the other way. Um, cause I had it set up that there were two encampments on either side of the dungeon with the center being like a war zone and they had to like go around the center to talk with people to figure out how to get into a building in the middle to get the, uh, space stone at this point. And I just, yeah, I happened to make it like the, the fastest path was the first path they saw and I was hoping they, I guess I just didn't think about it at first. You, you, you gotta do accidentally uh, bears or whatever that thing was. <laughs> What's that? Uh, uh, so Sarah, bears. Yeah, uh, Sarah is follows a bunch of stuff on TikTok because okay. it's essentially new Vine. Yeah, well, it's uh new. Uh, what's the other one? There was another one it's before Vine. TikTok. No, bef- after Vine, but before TikTok. I think it's musically, musically. No, it literally is musically. It just uh, yeah. changed names. Really? Yes. Stupid. Um. So one of the things she found on there one day was this guy who runs a D and D game and he like he's like uh one of my favorite things to do when uh dming my dungeon uh, my D game is to something i call suddenly bears and he's like all right everybody roll uh roll a savings throw and then he you know it cuts to him being like one of the party members and they're like for what uh you're about to be attacked by 30 bears we're flying i don't care <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's nuts. Um, so, you probably made a bad choice by making the easiest route the very first route we saw. You also totally let us break your game with no consequence. What do you mean? So, you, like, you hinted to us that the Daleks could shoot something at us, and then just let them fly up in the air with no threat. Uh, it's it's a range bait. Like, well, the thing is, the way I built the uh the map, uh-huh. half the map was dogs, half the map was was uh Cybermen. Uh-huh. So the reason the dogs didn't shoot at you is because the dogs wouldn't have been able to hit you because you were too far away because you weren't on the side of the dogs. I mean, we saw one. You said we f- we saw one, but he was like two miles ahead. We don't we don't know what they're capable of. Yeah. So out of curiosity, I, I didn't play, so I don't I don't know. Um, why why wouldn't you have had like the enemies like encroaching in that area? Because from from what like Drew and Erica described before, like they're at like war with each other, right? Like they're not yeah. necessarily coming after you; they're coming after each other. But if you get in the way you become part of that conflict? Uh, yeah. So, what I did was, the major battle point of the war was the direct middle of the map. If they had ran into there, there would have been a good number of each of the enemies that they would have had to find a way to get through or fight. Um, I didn't want them encroaching too much, because the Daleks are actually really, like, the ones I saw are a very high challenge rating, which, they're a hard dif- they're high difficulty, and I didn't want to run the risk of encountering too many Daleks. So, I, uh, another question for you, just, I don't know how this stuff works. Couldn't you have just made them less difficult? Yeah, and I was, I, w- I was gonna adjust them if they encountered them, but, okay. like, I'm not very adept at making enemies right now. I haven't really done too much of it. I haven't tried. 
And there's a lot of rules. Well, maybe put a little effort into your fucking campaign. Oh, I I put a lot of effort into my campaign. You just said you've never tried. (laughs) I I have audio recording of you saying I've never tried. There's a lot of rules in making an enemy. Like... There's a lot of things you have just to just put keep a little up. effort in, man. I, I I've I've read the books. So that's <laughs> right now. Like, let me let me get more comfortable into building dungeons. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I stuff. It seems but, like built like world building and dungeon building up front when, especially because you can easily just pull enemies from yeah. like yeah, like yeah, like enemies are basically all pre created stuff anyway. Like, yeah, it's it's not often that I'm going to need to create an enemy. Because they have so many possible creatures to fight in the monster manual alone, let alone like the added content that I can get. Yeah, and with with all the apps that I have now, I can even just look up the bestiary on there, and that has everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas like the lore and the world and like the dungeons, like yeah, they're the things that are going to be unique that's, and specific to what you're doing in that campaign. And that's that's the more fun part in world building to me is is building the world and the story and. And the encounters, rather than building the actual enemy, the enemy yeah. if if they're preset, I'm just gonna if like if I can just pull an enemy here that would fit in this situation, I would, and that's what I did. I googled Daleks, Cybermen, and uh, uh, Weeping Angels for this Doctor Who based scenario, and I just I found the ones that like Daleks. There was only one, and they were challenge rating nine. Cybermen, there was either a high challenge rating. Or a mid-level challenge rating, which is like three or four. So I was like, I'll use the three or four, but there's they're greater number of those. So could is it as easy as just like you know if they're like a challenge rating nine, just like lowering each number down until it's at a spot where you want it, or is there like more like math involved in that? Like yes, but also no. Yeah, like, like you don't you don't want to lower the the armor class of the creature too low to where they're too easy to hit and then it can you can kill them too fast. You also don't want to lower the health too low to where you only have to hit them once to kill them. So like playing with the with some of the stats will like greatly affect the challenge rating of the creature. So the best way to do it would be just to play them lighter than you would rather than alter like they they killed they killed a, a vampire. A vampire's challenge rating thirteen. They were level six, five when they killed it, so I, yeah, and I was the the reason they killed it is because I went light on them because it it also played well with the overarching story that I have set up. Uh, but yeah, I went light on them with this vampire. I didn't do some of the harder hitting moves that could have essentially killed them if need be, uh, like very quickly. I didn't use any. There's a things called legendary actions where they can just interrupt a turn at any point from their from between their turn and their next turn. They can use up to three legendary actions, which means, say, the vampire has a turn, and then Druton has a turn, well, the vampire gets to do this thing again, if they want. Mm-hmm. I didn't use any of those, because I was like, alright, let me just see how this goes. And then once I saw how fast they were killing the vampire, that sounds like, alright, let me make this a little bit more difficult. This is a big boss fight that you guys just stream through in three rounds. So, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's hard building encounters. Uh, sometimes, because there is no real exact science to it, but there is a very particular science to it. If that okay. makes sense, yeah. I I felt like that last session could have used more engagement. And, yeah, like you had built up this area to be like this war zone that we never encountered. Yeah, like, and, and, the, and like and the time before, too, like you've 
totally like I get the not wanting to maybe kind of railroad us, but you've also just let us free reign break your shit at the same time. Oh yeah, I like you guys have done. I I forget a lot of the items I give you guys, so I have to work around that. Um, like the easy workaround against that broom was just make them get shot at. Yeah, like didn't have to hit. Didn't have to do anything. Just had to scare him. Yeah, I mean that was like one thing I didn't really think too much of. And based, like for me, like I am very set on how I set up my maps, and like I'm not gonna alter things just to make it longer. Like I have it set up the way I have it set up. The only thing I should like, I also I'm trying to get you guys used to like actual investigation during dungeons. Uh huh. Uh, because there was a hidden path right as soon as you walked in to go the other way. If you guys had done an investigation, you could have found that hidden path. It wasn't very hard. But you guys didn't look for it. Sure. Um, at the same time, like, the, in the last dungeon, when we looked for things, there was, like, there hasn't been an engaging reason for any of our characters to diverge from a path. Yeah, and that's, that's my biggest issue with, like, a railroaded game where you have a set, like, time limit. Like, you need to stop the Titan before he takes over the world. Like, you you as characters don't really have a reason to go anywhere besides the way you're supposed to go, because this is your path. But once we do break into, like, a more open world setting, you will have more reason to, like, you know, let's explore over here, explore over there a bit, too. So, out of curiosity, like, not knowing stuff, um, so, like, you, you have the man in a dungeon, and there's, you know, let's say four paths. Yeah. Um, and, like, one path just kind of goes direct to the thing, which sounds kind of like what happened in, in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, why not have, and I, maybe, maybe you did, and, and I missed this part of, like, the story, because I, I know Drew and Erica were talking about this, um, was that over the weekend? Yeah, we were over on Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, why not have, like, forced obstacles in all the paths that were just, uh, like, 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 you know, like, like, hat. Ha- have it where, like, you know, this path they go down, and it's like, oh, shit, there's 30 bears down this path. But then this other path that seems a little scarier only has two bears. And and I I did have that, per se. It's just, I... Uh, D&D isn't all about combat. D&D is about thinking creative and getting out of situations. Yeah. So, that's what I... Like, I had, I had set it to where, in the path that they were going to go, there were two squads of... Cybermen circling around in like exact opposite of each other, and the path they decided to take was going towards the path they were walking. So I would, if you guys are also rolling really good, that's fair. You could also like, like, like Cybermen are not you. You don't watch Doctor Who. Cybermen are not silent when they walk. Uh, sure. So that's why I was like, all right, roll a perception, and I had it. I had the perception. Like a lot of the rolls were like fifteens or higher. Which are fairly, di- they're not the hardest, but they're fairly difficult rolls. Mm-hmm. And you guys were just, you were rolling really well. Like, I even had the stealth checks be 15 or higher, and you guys tended to be able, even clunky, loud, mm-hmm. uh, life cleric was, was able to hide from them a few times. Like, it's just, like, that, that's part of the game is understanding, like, there's always gonna be a creative way out, and there's gonna be the, the obvious choices to fight, the creative choices to try and do something else. And I know from and, uh, my issue was the creative choice was the 
the not fight choice was just very easily go a different way. Yeah, and that also didn't make things harder in any way, shape, or form. But you, like I said, you only saw one third of the map. If you went the other way, there were like definite points where you would you were going to have to cross paths with enemies. So, at, so, so it, like, like the the path you went to the left, there were different, and I even drew it out like different areas to hide. The path to the right was just a straight path, which then broke up into a circle. The straight path led to a Dalek just standing there. And then the circle led to two Daleks circling around. No. You were going to have to fight at least one of them. Do they get to see this map, or is this something that only this you have? Only me. Like there were, I mean, there are you know certain times in D and D where you will have a map. Yeah. No, I I know, like, I know that. That's why I didn't know if this was one of those times or if no. Yeah. No. It was. It was like I I wrote it. I drew it out, and there was one point where they took they took they have a flying broom. They took it up sixty feet, and they rolled really well. Like all right, based on this really good roll, this is what you see. But you, they still didn't see everything, but they saw, like, the path goes like this and kind of hooks around and then goes straight over here. And they were like, well, why don't we just keep going the path that we went? So, so I you... think you're kind of missing my point of, like, and I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like, like there, there weren't spots where we, in the last two sessions, where we've had to make a difficult choice. It's always been a... Well, why the fuck wouldn't we go this way? Choice, which has not been engaging. I've got, I have two questions. Um, and, and like one of them is actually like a, like a why why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so that path that they took that seemed like it was kind of like the the straight to the point path. Yeah, why wasn't that path the one that was a little more difficult than all the rest? Because it seems like it was the one that kind of just got them right where they needed yeah. to go. I, I, that was. That it was that was poor planning on my end. Like okay. I just I didn't think like I You thought they might like, explore more? When I drew out the map, uh the, they start off in this in, in in this path that goes straight and then it branches to the left, branches to the right, and continues straight. Continuing straight brought them right to their goal. But there was an enemy up front. Going to the right, they don't know what goes over there, because they didn't go that way. Going to the left turned into the area with the Cybermen. When I first started drawing out the map, I just started drawing and I went to the right and then to I went from the right to the left. Okay. I just drew counterclockwise. And then I I numbered everything and wrote out like the entire the entire place. And just my initial thinking was if they go to the right, they're good they're they're going to be told to go to the left. Um, that is the only, unless they want to go through the middle. Like, they're going to be, be told to circle around the place, go to the left, and they'll tell you how to get into the center. Like, they're, and they're, if they had gone to the right, they would have encountered a different encampment where the guy would have been like, hey, uh, go do this, and I'll tell you how to, how to, I'll tell you who knows how to get inside to get the thing you want to get. So, I mean, honestly, like, the fact that you just admitted to, like, you know, it was just it was a planning mistake on your part. Yeah, like I mean that I think that says a lot. Just yeah. like you're not trying to cover it up of like, oh well, you know, like you guys just didn't explore enough. It's like no, you know, like I was hoping you guys would explore differently than you did. Yeah, like, and like it was just it, you know, poor planning and yeah, like I had I had hidden paths. I had I even told them they missed an item straight up. They you you missed they mm-hmm. there was a mace that they could have gotten. Yeah, if they explored more. Um, 
like I said, I'm trying to push them to use a lot of the skills more. Investigation and, like, looking around to see if there's hidden paths and such. And not just rely on, like, the obvious route. But the thing is, you're making the obvious route far too obvious. You're, you're like, you're not putting that minor hurdle in front of the obvious route to give us any reason to not trust our judgment that this is the obvious way to go. Like, you get what I'm saying? But the obvious route would have been going straight. And there was two hurdles. There was... What you could have gotten through, there was the first Dalek and the wall that you would have had to climb. Right, okay. Sure, but then after that, like, that was the one time, like... You haven't put us in a spot where there were no easy options, is what I'm getting at. Like, there's never been a, you have to fight this, either this, or this, or completely backtrack... And go to a spot where you know there was another fight, or explore a ton more shit. Like, do you think that you're a little more? Do you think you're looking for something a little more complicated because you are actually more experienced, whereas like most of this group isn't? I I mean, it's the less from a more. I'm looking for something more complicated. It's I'm looking for something more engaging. Like, like, and like the like. It's not been bad. Your world building has been fantastic. It's that just these small hiccups with the dungeons of, like... And especially, there are two people who absolutely don't want to get into fights. So, like, there have been times where I've... Especially in the session before, where we're in the cave, where, like, I knew what the one thing was and was totally willing to fight it, even though I knew it was hard as shit to hit. But I knew fucking Brandon and... Alex had no interest in fighting, really, ever, if well, we can avoid it. I mean, it's, and that's, um, like, and I, I will admit, the session before, because of your nat 20, I was able, I made, yeah. you, I made you break the game, but. Mm-hmm. I, Sometimes I, you gotta I, do that. I, re- I reward good rolls. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I have, I have the crit fail rule where you could break your weapon, which uh-huh. Sean does almost every other session. Uh, so, I reward your great, your crit rolls as well. Um, I, I should have limited that a bit, but it's, that's, and that, that's where you as Dromar have to think, what would Dromar do? Would Dromar, like, A, would Dromar know what a romper is? Roper, whatever it is. And B, would he just go at it? I mean, well, no. Yeah, and that's- It's lawful good, so, like, I'm not trying to just murder shit. Yeah. But when I get into a fight, I'm a barbarian. Yeah. I've let that rage loose. And so that's why I, uh, and especially as like the I'm like the fourth wheel on this wagon behind the three that have been all together the whole time. Like I, as a character, default to what they want. Yeah. So and it's like the engagement process would be like Jomar has to engage more. Like I'm trying to make it as engaging as possible well, without so. Like, Yes, but like the engaging decision, the engaging decision doesn't seem to make ever make sense. It's not like, like I said, it's we're never in a spot where it's fight, fight, retreat. It's always been, it's been fight or go this other path that very well seems like the obvious way to go. Like you rolled a 17 on your perception. This is the way to go where the things aren't. It sounds like. And, like, it doesn't always have to be fight, 
or very obvious path. It could be fight or scale this wall that might be difficult or some other thing that forces us to just do something other than go. Like, have us try to make a roll to scale a building. It, it like, sounds... So, from, from an outside perspective, it sounds like you're trying to make it more of, like, a natural engagement where, like, you're trying to just... You're trying to not make things overly complicated for the players in hoping that, like, they will naturally, like, engage with the with the world and with each other to kind of, like, make the story. And you're hoping for more... You're hoping for him to guide that engagement more rather than it being, like, all natural. If that makes any sense the way I'm describing that. A bit. Like, does that make sense to you? Yeah. I, and, uh, like, I mean, if you want us to use more skills, like... Fuck, we have a fairly diverse group of characters between races and classes and heights and, like, force us to do with it, like, more than just a stealth thing, like, make us have to climb some shit or, like, and make us use more of those skills other than perception and investigation. It, can you, this is a weird question. Can you do puzzles? Like, is there a reason what... Oh, yeah, like, there yeah. are totally puzzles, yeah. yeah. You can do puzzles. Because, I mean, like, like... Like, I had I had an entire dungeon where half the rooms are puzzles. Yeah. Okay. It was, so, there was 30 rooms in this dungeon, half of them were puzzles. Because I was going to say, like, like there's there's probably a happy medium in there. Yeah. Like, especially, like, you know, it sounds like, you know, some of the group isn't big on the combat. Um, You want things to be a little more player-built. Like, like you want them in your world and like following your story, but like you want them to find the engagement themselves. Whereas, like you want something a little more structured. Whereas, like if you kind of made like, and uh, honestly, I'm, I apologize because this suggestion is just putting more work on you. Like pregame would be like craft it like less like okay, well this path has an enemy, this path has two enemies, this path just has like a physical challenge. To like maybe maybe it's you know a couple different interlinking things that, like, you go down the first path that has, like, that physical challenge, but you find out that that challenge involves, like, like a, a door that can't be opened from that side, and you then have to go back, and one of those, like, hidden paths that you were talking about leads you to, like, a chamber with, like, some sort of weird mechanism that they have to figure out how to activate it that will actually allow them to open that door. And that would give you that interaction with the environment and them exploring more. Because maybe there's, like, three of those tunnels that they can explore, and they have to figure out, like, all right, well, which one would make the most sense for us to check out? Like, we don't want to go these two ways because we're going to get fucked up by these enemies. But, like, this way seems logical because there's there's a door there. Like, what's behind that fucking door? And obviously, like, there'd have to be some sort of, like, sign that there's a way to open the door. And, like, that would give them that sort of, like inherent like all right well let's explore and engage with the world and figure stuff out but also give drew something interesting going on in the world to do yes like i mean like when i'm dungeon like i'm gonna cut out all of the previous session before this one because like i said the previous session was all just random built dungeons like i was like yeah it was fair the three floors i was like i i i just want to randomly build these dungeons so i have them because and see what happens. I wasn't paying too much attention to what they were. I would just click it and I like I literally built those. I I did all of that that day at work because mm-hmm. I was that it was just that slow. No wonder um, it was a bad dungeon. You did it at work. <laughs> um, 
But I did choose at the end, I did choose for it to just be a big room and there to be a dragon there. And you guys could have done whatever the hell you wanted with that dragon. We could have. Um, it's, when it comes to this dungeon, like, I did try to make, I, I, I do try to utilize all the, like, other skills. And I, like, if, if I were to show you my map, there would be, like, like, strength number, like, strength scores that you would need to do this or whatever like i you were you would have been able to scale that building and just go right into the middle and run through the pack of of enemies if you went and fought that one dalek this path you ran into five enemies and then you ran into another four enemies and they kept circling around yes you were able to hide because you rolled really well otherwise you could have ran and then gone after that dalek and then tried to scale the wall or you could have gone the other path, which would have been another Dalek, and then another circular way, where you would have had to avoid two more to then meet the other path. You could have gone, you could have investigated, found the hidden path, picked the lock, and gone all the way up through this extra dungeon, which would have had two weeping angels in it, as well as the Mace of Disruption. Like, I, the way I, like, I drew out the map, and then I built the world, and I, develop the encounters thinking like all right you can do that there was there was a section that was just on fire and to perceive through it you needed a 20 or higher <laughs> to jump through it you needed a f- i believe i made like a 15 or higher uh to avoid getting burned okay like like you could you, it was just there was just an, a continual fire happening right there because of an explosion or whatever and it was a heavy fire like mm-hmm. i i made like for me i'm fully admitting like I pl- the way I plotted it out is I should have reversed the settlements and made the first path that you would have gone to been the settlement that directs you to the other settlement. But yeah. that was that was when like like I said I I drew it out from right to left and then I numbered it from right to left. So and that was like those were just the things that were coming into my head were this 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 is as I was writing it is all right I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and like I didn't want to push you guys to fight too many Daleks because I knew how hard they could have been. Right. I I wanted to kind of push you guys to fight more Cybermen because they're friggin' they're they were pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But you guys pr- figured out pretty quickly, like, oh, they're built from humans or from living creatures. M- maybe there's a way to like bring them back, which there wasn't. Um. And, like, it's, like, it's also the party makeup. The party makeup is we want to avoid a fight if we can. Uh-huh. Because we don't want to hurt people that don't need to be hurt. And it's, like, that's that's what I have to work around on developing uh, encounters. Like, I don't know. I haven't fully plotted out the next place you're going to go to to get the Mind Stone. But there might be very minimal encounters at that one, but it's going to be a lot of roleplay. Honestly, it, it sounds like from the way that you guys are describing stuff... If you were to make dungeons that, like, even if there were zero encounters in it, but it involves a lot more of... I would like to roll the die more than, like, fucking three times. <laughs> for uh, And for more than just perception checks. Then, or stealth checks. Then hit things. Just, I mean... Literally, but, just walk up to walls and just punch them? I could. Yeah. <laughs> Him, there, him there being were, the there DM, were, he could do something funny, like you punch a wall and like a ruby pops out of it, like there, Zelda. There were there were grates on the ground that you could have just tried to force up and go underground. Like, be more creative is what like he's telling it is, you. It is like I am building this to the best of my capabilities, and as a DM, I am trying to build a fun game, and as a player, you're trying to break it. But you're trying to have fun, but essentially, you're just trying to get 
you're a lot like yeah you're kind of trying to break my game to figure out how you can get to the path you're trying to get to so if you went to the grate and be like what's down here can i get through and you rolled a good enough strength check you would have broken the grate open and been able to go under underground now when like when they walk into like a room let's say Mm -hmm. do you like describe the whole room or do you wait for one of them to like ask you a question about it i describe what you would generally so like Say the obvious stuff. Like, I know you're not going to describe, like, a hidden passage behind, like, a tapestry. Say say you were to walk into this room right here. I'll tell you. You walk into a room that's covered in wood paneling all over. There's a few shelves, a television, and a a couple of couches. Um, There's there's a bookshelf with some knickknacks and a a computer that you see, and then there's stairs that heads up. That's generally what I would explain. So, like, like in the room that you were just talking about then, like, like in, in your campaign, you would have been like, you know, there's, like, a series of grates leading down the hallway or something like that. Well, it was as they were walking along a path. I was like, as you walk along this path, there is a grate right here. You step over this grate, you look down, and it's pitch black beneath. You can't really make out what's below, um, but you all have dark vision. You can see there is a path underneath you. And then they continued stepping okay. forward. Yeah, I, I, was, I was just curious how much of that was, like... Something that they would have had to infer of, like, you just being like, oh, yeah, like, there's sewer grates as you're walking along. And how much of it was, like, you kind of, like, pointing out, like, hey, like, this is a, this is a possible solution to the, the problem. Mm hmm. I mean, it, like, it was apparent we could get, there was something underground. But at the same time, like, not reason to really think about having to go underground. Yeah. So it like, would have probably like, like that's where like like that's where I'm at. It's and, and like none of this is to like shit on you. Like I, like I said, your world building is super duper good. I super enjoy the world you're building. It's like just little tweaks I would make to the decisions we have to make as our players have to make that maybe not always everything is there is a good as good of an option as we've had. Yeah, like, maybe every option is a bad option. Yeah, like... like cause it, I guess... Like, also, like, I don't... I forget why you even offered up that information that the the robot dudes were made from people. Uh, I can't fully remember. Uh, I don't remember I who... was fucking half asleep the whole time, yeah. so... Um... Like, I, I, rem- I remember you saying it, and that definitely affecting how everyone felt about trying to kill them. Yeah. So, like, but. Cobb, for instance, I'll, I'll read. One of the rooms that they didn't go into, I named it the hideaway. I actually, I have it written up right here. And, uh, you enter what looks like to be an ancient building. Stone, stonework still holding up, but, and, but any artwork on the walls is long faded. There's a ruined path that would be, uh, tight squeeze, but you may be able to make it. And two doors, both looking relatively newer, like the mechanical, uh, newer, like the mechanical feel the rest of the city gives you. And then I have, notes for each door in different colors but like that's that's generally how i would explain it and then i would let them go and do what they need to do okay or uh where they would have gotten the um the mace it's uh you enter into this room and see many weapons there are armor swords spears javelins bows crossbows and ammo for each weapon these items are placed precisely on racks as if it were if it wasn't as an as if it was an armory uh that no one uses in the corner there is a statue uh wooden why did i say wooden uh, wooden and slightly worn looks to be an angel. So it should be stone and slightly worn. It looks to be an angel. Okay. And that was, if you had gone that path, that would have been your first encounter of, mm-hmm. of a weeping angel. So, not, not to, to cut you guys off. Well, just one last thing. Like, 
the one thing, like, the one last thing I'd say maybe you need, uh, like, you could be better at is real, like, making a real quick flip decision to have flipped those settlements in the middle of shit as you saw where things were going and then just been like, no, 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 all right, I know I had this originally planned, fuck that. But he spent all that yeah. time fucking making it. I mean, it's... Like I like I said, like it's hard. It's not an easy thing to be able to just flip something like that necessarily the, on the fly. But the settlements I would have been able to flip pretty easily. Yeah, because uh, they were just two settlements. They were essentially the same, just on opposite ends. But if I were to do that, I I would have sent you from that settlement all the way across to the other settlement, and then back across to the previous one to get to the underground passageway to get. Underneath. So, <laughs> so it, it just we didn't that, like like I I I am trying to cut down on backtracking because that's just that is boring. Like, but at the same time, like backtracking, you can like speed through it. You've been like you guys have been here. You know where you're going. Blah 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 blah. You get through it fine. Now you're over to the spot you haven't been yet. Okay, now back to like the little more methodical pace of you know, how it, you're going through stuff. Fuck. <laughs> so that that's an alert. That there's a server down. There might be a few more. Good job. That's Servers. usually how this stuff goes. Um, you guys keep talking about D&D for a minute. I'm gonna gonna see what's up. Okay. But besides that, I thought it was a a decent session. Like I do want to get more combat into it. Alex has even said there was no combat, and she's kind of getting a little bored. I'm like, isn't always gonna be combat. Like like yeah, I I could try to, I, and I will try to throw in some more. But we are on a timeline, and I don't want to. I I don't want to rush other things because I threw in a combat that would have that took a little too long. Like, it, it, you mean the timeline with Sean not being there, or like the in-game, in-world timeline? Both, but it, more so Sean not being. Okay. Like, I don't want to have to worry about playing his character for like the end of the arc. Yeah, like I want to get this done before he's not going to be there, so that then we can just do what we're going to do with starting off new characters. Um. But it is like, yeah, I mean, there, I, I don't know. I, um, was there supposed to be like a big bad at the end? No. Interesting. Uh, it was, there, there's not, a, like I said, there's not, a, no, no, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, like, I mean, I, I could have thrown something in there and I thought about, I thought about it, but I wanted to see where you guys were going to go with the practitioner and, uh, that you quickly grabbed the stone and, I, at one point, I did think about just having the walls next to you explode and having Cybermen and Daleks coming at you on both ends, just to see, like, if you would fight or if you would run, and then how, like, what your decision would be, but I was like, like, this, all of this talking would happen within a few moments after you grab the stone, mm -hmm. and then I did want to make the sense of urgency, like, oh, the portal around the city has dissipated, like, these creatures are going to get out if you don't do something about it now, too. And that's what the practitioner was there for. Like, I guess, I, you know, I just expected more... I expected us to run into more interaction of the the enemy characters. Which, like, I didn't expect them to be cordoned off into their own areas, really. Which is... And, like, especially for a, an area like that, like, some, some of the choices could have been, like, you are... Like, these things are fighting each other... You see a path on the other side of them. You can maybe get through because they're busy fighting each other. Do you want to risk running the, through them to see, like, you see this thing right there? Or do you 
try to look for a way around. Like, you know what's already behind you, and there ain't shit behind you. Like, do you fight through, like, try to work your way through it, or look for a thing that's around, like, a, another path that you don't see right away? Yeah. I mean, and, like, I get that. It's, I mean, to me, it was a little bit easier, more world building with it factioned off side to side, rather than, like, like, but on, I only say this because, like, as we were, p- the session before, as we saw the thing from the outside, you built up the fact that they were actively fighting, and then we didn't interact with that, really, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that that was, I mean, the active fighting was, like, mostly in the middle with some laser shots going from side to side, more so like they were shooting at each other from each end was what I was trying to build. I originally had it planned to where it was going to be split off into three. Um, mm-hmm. but And my original map design was going to actually make you cut through all three sections. But I, I, I didn't want to make it too linear and set in one way. I wanted, I wanted it, I want to have it more open to where you guys make the decisions that you're going to make. It was, like I said a few times, that was, it was just a general design flaw of, oh wait, maybe I should have moved the paths slightly and have the path that would have brought you to the to the right mm-hmm. first and the path that would have brought you to the left second because i knew after i finished drawing the map that you were gonna have to go to the left to find the hidden path to make it to that it's just i'm still learning it's just yeah it's like no. like game design it's not easy yeah no no it's not and, and like I mean for these to come off as, like, here are suggestions for possible improvement. You do not have to take them, like, 100% to heart. And I, like, I don't want it to come off like I'm being a total dick about it. Like, I I haven't DM'd. I don't think it's easy. Like, like I said, you've been, the world you've built with the storyline you've built has been very good. This is just, like, my, boy, I was super, I I was exhausted to begin with because I had to shoot. Sounds like you're just being a big baby going up to that but like and i don't know that i was i mean i know i wasn't the only one that did not feel entirely engaged with that session and you know yeah and well that was the the other issues like i said when i originally designed this campaign it was i was designing dungeons and maps for specific people mm -hmm. in mind for their references and their reference points and i like i honestly didn't know that erica wasn't into doctor who i didn't really know i i didn't know that like it was only Alex. Like in- initially, and, and like like the re- like I, I can move beyond like the re- like knowing the references and whatever. Like that's not a big deal to yeah. me. Like I don't get like the D and D lore references a lot, but it's not something that stops me from enjoying it. You know? Yeah. It's. I just mean like I. I thought like I was hoping that everyone would be slightly bit more engaged because of the references I was making, but since it was really like one or two, me and Alex and maybe a little bit Brandon, like, no, not everyone was super engaged into it because it was like, oh, this isn't really something that they really are super excited about. And, like, it, like, I don't know. It, like, I was no less engaged because it was, like, I was not turned off because, oh, fuck, it's Doctor Who shit. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, that's not what you said on Sunday. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> what I said on Sunday was, man, fuck Doctor Who, this was super boring, no, like, like, I, like, you know, it's metal, big metal things, whatever, like, it's abstracted enough to, like, not have been the thing that was why I did not seem as engaged, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I, 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 I would have been just as bored if that was all super duper wrestling references or whatever, you know. I mean, I, I appreciate the constructive criticism, and I'm always looking for it. Like, if there's any suggest, like, and I, I, I like before we played, I had a state of the game address cop, and uh, it was essentially like, oh, by the way, this campaign I'm gear, I'm hoping to have done before July, uh, and we might create new characters after this, um, but also. Pretty much, give me tips. If I'm doing things that you like, or I'm not doing things that you'd rather be doing, like, give me hints as to what you like, because I'm building this campaign based off of the general ideas of what I would want in a campaign, but if you want more of one thing or less of another thing, please tell me, so I can make sure everyone's having fun. And like I said, it, it does not have to be combat. It needs, I, I would like more, less obvious options. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it, like I said, I, I tried to make, yeah, I, and I'll, I'll try with that, um, I tried to make it more obvious of like, hey, you could just go straight. There was one enemy there that could have shot at you if you wanted to go straight, and then you, you didn't know it was this way, you didn't know it this way. Pick your path. You just, like, like I, I will stand strong by, you rolled, you all rolled really fucking well at, yeah. and you just happen to pick the right path. Sometimes, no matter how good we roll, unless we roll a 20, you should just kind of be like, fuck you, you're not breaking my thing. I mean, and that's, like, that's why, like... options are fight this thing, or fucking climb this shit. Fucking, I don't care that you rolled a 19 on your perception check, on your stealth check. These things fucking hurt you. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I did also roll a few times where I'm like, alright, let's see, like, if I can get them to actually see you, and then let's, let's get some more excitement going. Like, I, I can tell when things are running a little dry, and, like, I was, I, I was trying to push the excitement, and, like, maybe make it feel a little bit more battly, and, I did have a bunch of other enemies planned in different paths. It's just, y- you guys went the right way. Like, it, it won't always happen. And I'm never going to give you that advantage I gave you the pre, <laughs> the previous session. Um, but I, I, like, I'm, I'm trying to develop some sort of fun thing for the mind gem because I, that, that one, that one and the reality gem are going to be the two hardest things for me to figure out because they're the last two. Mm. But it's also like, I have no idea what to do with the reality also, gem. Yeah, they're also like the most abstract things. Like, like the mind gem, I know what I'm going to do for the basic area, but I don't know what I'm going to do for how you're going to get it. The reality gem, I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do. Uh, that's just like up in the air. I have a few things in mind, but I just really don't know quite yet. Um, but yeah, that's really as much D&D as we can talk. Well... So I was letting you guys finish up those last sentences. Um, good news: nothing's on fire. Problem, problem is under control. Okay. So, um, I was only keeping going because I didn't know what was happening, and yeah, if we should keep stretching. Server alerted down, but it wasn't actually down. Oh, so, fun. um, but yeah. So D and D out of the way. We're gonna move on to Nintendo Direct. Yeah, All right, let's do it. So there was a Nintendo Direct yesterday. There was. Yeah. Um, I watched it. Oh my goodness! How many switches did you buy? None yet. You yes, s- you're a f- you're a failure. Uh, fucking tell me what this new switch is, and if I might not one. need the new one, or if I can just get away with them the, the cheaper old one that they're the cheaper old one will be fine. You'll be fine with the cheaper old one. Well, I want the old one to to actually become cheaper. No, no, no. The, the new, new one's just gonna be more expensive. Oh, uh, yeah. so the new one's it's gonna Nintendo. be four hundred. Yeah. 
fuck um, um, all right, I'm out. But yeah, they they threw a ton of games at us. Yeah, it was a th- it was just over a thirty minute direct. Yeah, thirty seven um, to be exact, I think. It was thirty six and change. Okay. To be exact. <laughs> to be exact, or to <laughs> you be know what? Or exact. I thought it was thirty-seven. Okay. Um, it was like forty-five because I had kept having. Oh having no! The giant bomb video was like forty-eight minutes long. So yeah, but I'm. <laughs> they, 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 I'm sure they, they was chatted after the it for a while. And at the end, yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about every single game. Um, like there were a bunch of stuff in there that we've seen before that didn't really have new information. Um, yeah. Like, they showed Bloodstained, they showed some Smash stuff, they showed, like, Captain Toad is getting, like, some co-op DLC. Yeah, like, like the Smash stuff was just, hey, we're getting update 3.0. Yeah. Like, yeah, we know that. You don't need to show us that. You could have cut down 30 seconds of yeah. this video. There were a bunch of old ports coming to it, like Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. The Assassin's Creed that nobody likes. Although, I mean, like, that's also, that remaster's coming out on everything. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yes. Um, Dead by Daylight. Which, you know, not a bad game, but also, like, a three- or four-year-old game at this point. Yeah. Um, there was that racing game whose name I don't have on was here. Grid? Was it Grid? Yeah, Grid. Grid Motorsport is a 2014 game that released on PS4, or PS3 and Xbox 360. Which looks it, really bad. Yeah, it looks awful. Um, not, like, looks awful like it's going to be a bad driving game. Like, it is visually unappealing. It had some major frame rate issues yeah. in that video. Um, the, on the, on the plus side, we got release dates for, like, the Final Fantasy VII port. If people yeah. want to play Final Fantasy VII on Switch. Final Fantasy IX came out yesterday. Which I almost bought. It, I love Final Fantasy IX. That, that is my, that is my favorite PlayStation era Final Fantasy. That was the first Final Fantasy I beat. And it is by far one of my favorite Final Fantasies in general. Also, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, everybody. I want to get that game because <laughs> I, re- I remember Chocobo Dungeon in the pet pa- in on PlayStation. I just I'm like I want it again. So bear with me here, guys. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna jump around a little bit and try and clear up the the lighter ones first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Starlink, which you and I both purchased, Rich. Yes. Um. For way less than it retails for, which kind of makes sense now as to why it was on sale. Yeah. Um. So that's gonna be getting a bunch of DLC in an upcoming update. For um for the Switch with um Star Fox content. Yeah, it's uh, I don't think this announcement had shit to do with it going on sale. I think this announce uh, the sale was fuck. We've been sitting on these. Get these. Th- I mean that fuck too. Out. Especially like the, the sales at re- the retail stores. Like that was them getting rid of this shit. And and then Amazon was just them price matching. Yeah. Well, price. Price gouging, price or not gouging? gouging. Yeah. They were go- they were undercutting, undercutting is the word yeah, I was looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be Wolf and like his crew are going to be like the antagonists of this DLC, and the rest of Fox's crew is going to be available as like playable characters. Yeah, Ubisoft making a Star Fox game, basically, basically, yeah, and uh, it can't is, be worse than the last few. It it's going to be a free spring DLC too. It's like. Yeah, you don't, you, you don't have to pay for it. There will be paid DLC as well, but this Star Fox content is free. Yeah, um, you don't have to go buy the you don't have to go buy new spaceships and minifigures for it. It sounds like. Yeah, like that's that's one of the things about the game that is highly like regarded is you do not have to go out and buy all the toys to have everything. I think you kind of just have it, and you can just alter your ship as you feel fit. Yeah. Um. There are now demos up for Yoshi's Crafty World and Damon X Machina. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about more about those next week when Rich and I both have a chance to like sit down and play a little bit of them. Yeah, I played Damon X Machina for like 45 minutes, and I, I can't really get an I, opinion on it yet. I downloaded that and Yoshi, but have not had a chance to, to try either yet. Yeah. 
Um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is coming to the Switch. Um, it is one of the most critically acclaimed games of 2017. Yeah, that looks fantastic. Especially for its story. I don't know if I want to play it on Switch. Probably um, not. That that game, like, that that was a very pretty game, and it all... Everything I've ever seen for it, it seems like that it has a lot going on at any given time, and I would just worry about the Switch being able to keep up with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still, like, if that is the option that you have to play that game, probably worth doing it. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Dragon Quest Eleven. Well, there's Dragon Quest Builders Two is coming to the Switch, with we, which we've known. So is Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, the reason that we're bringing it up, though, you're going to be able, and I, I believe this is only in the Switch version. You can switch between playing it in the modern, like, 3D, 3D pretty anime mm-hmm. graphics, or 16-bit-styled fucking Dragon Quest. Which, that's really cool that they did yeah. that. Yeah. There, there, there's other options. Like, for what it's worth, like, if you're into Dragon Quest games and you like options, there's some other ones, too. Um, you can either have a fully orchestrated version of the soundtrack that was not on PS4. Oh. Or the original soundtrack that came out on the PS4 release. Okay. There's also um, Japanese and English voice acting. Right. It's it, the, the title, which is the most ridiculous thing that I ever heard. Dragon Quest Eleven S. Echoes of an Elusive Age. Uh, exclusive Edition. That is the full title for I, this game. So up to the exclusive div- it, edition? Excuse me. That's the actual... Original title, I believe. Is that really though? Like, I'm pretty sure it's Dragon Quest Eleven, something of an elusive age. Yeah, that, that is a ridiculous name. I mean, it's Dragon Quest. They're ridiculous games. But, it looks cool though. But their titles, uh, yeah, Echoes of Elusive Age for the P- Okay, yep. So that's nuts. And then the, the last kind of quick one, um, Delta Rune, which is the the sequel thing to um Undertale. Yeah, is going to be on Switch and it's free. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. But other it's only chapter one. Other chapters might not be. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's how they're doing. They they're like, here's chapter one, play it, and if you like it, buy the rest. Yeah. Um. But now, so the most important thing of this entire Nintendo Direct. Tetris Super- ninety nine. No, fuck you. Super Mario Maker two. Game oh, we, of the okay. year twenty nineteen. <laughs> we just went right into that one. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Come on, you, you could have just gone with Tetris ninety nine. Nope. That is really important. Druton was playing it. No. He almost won. I fucking almost got uh, whatever they call a win. We we, we we all played that one, so I'm just saving that. Okay. It's a, it's a thing we all played. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Maker 2 is coming to the Switch. Um, the Angry Sun from Mario 3 is going to be there. Sloping hills are going to be there. You're going to be able to, to, to drag things in a vertical or in a, in a diagonal line, and then Mario can sit down and slide down them. Yes. Um, which that's a, that's a fucking game changer right there, guys. <laughs> I mean, that does add a lot to the game. Um, I personally am one of like zero people, so I'm one of one people who does not care. I am not big into build, create your own games. I'm not good at Mario side scrollers. I just, I don't, I don't. So I don't care. I don't know that I will ever build a level. I would. This game existing is the thing that has me wanting to actually get do, a Switch. Do you know, so the thing that I, per, it, me in particular, really like about Mario Maker. Um, so ROM hacks for Mario have been a thing forever. Yeah. Um, people make these just bullshit fucking courses that you literally have to be an expert and spend hundreds and hundreds of hours just to even have a hope of like starting. 
Yeah. Like, these ones where, like, you literally have to figure out a way to, like, s- literally juggle shells. Like, throw a shell, catch a shell, and, like, keep bouncing off of it just to, like, make your way through the level. Yeah. Th- those exist in Mario Maker to an extent. But then there's these other ones that are this... this this in between between what what a Mario level normally is and what those bullshit levels are, where you don't have to be that expert at platforming to like make your way through the level and have a good time with it. Like people have been so creative with this game. That's um I forget if you were on the episode we were talking about or not, but I was playing Mario three on on the Nintendo thing on the Switch, um and I was running into issues on the airship levels because of the cannons. And my brain is so programmed now from playing so much Mario Maker that when I see cannonballs, I expect that I need to bounce off of them. Yeah. Which is not super challenging, but it's one of those things where, like, that's what I do. When I see a cannonball, I expect there to be, like, seven other cannonballs that I can just, like, hop across to get to something. Yeah. And that's not the case on these airships. So I was, like, putting myself into just bad situations a whole bunch on airships. Um, I am obviously getting this game as soon as it comes out. Uh, I will bring it over, and you can play some different levels and see how how you feel about it. Well, I mean, I played Mario Maker. I played the original. Like, I played it on Switch or not Switch on uh, Wii U. You I, didn't play I, much of it, though, right? I, I I played I played a few levels, like, and some of them were created levels from friends. Others were just levels online. And I just, like I said, I'm not I'm not good at those like side scrolling Mario games. So I just yeah, you said that before. You're not really a platformer. No, like that's why I haven't touched the Crash um, trilogy in a while because I'm just I'm I, I'm not good at them. So I'm just I, it's, that's off to the side for when I want to get pissed off. Hey, breaking news! Sorry to interrupt. Um, I just got a little alert from Co- alert. alert alert from Kotaku. A sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers just sold for one hundred and. One hundred thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. Jesus Christ! Damn. Yeah. Sorry, just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Um, but I mean, uh, any of those Mario games is better than the best Crash Bandicoot game, like by fucking infinite miles. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll sit down and I'll play like the original Mario Bros. or Super Mario World or any of those, but I'm just I'm not going to like. It is not something that I, like, I don't care to play it unless it's, like, a core title more so. Like, I like, play I'll... infinite good Mario World levels. I think, so that, <laughs> that, is, that is the one challenge, is uh, on the Wii U, the curation for, uh, like, finding uh, levels, Yeah, this is not what I was going to say. Like, Hopefully they improve that, especially because we're now paying for an online service. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Obviously, I mean, we're not paying a lot, but... Still, like, hopefully, it's a paid service. They get their shit together when it comes to that. Because I don't know if you remember this. The only way to like really like curate like what levels you wanted to play was to actually go to a website. Yeah. Um. Yeah, to go to a website, find the key code for it or whatever, type it in, and then you maybe only had access to it for a few days or something like that. Yeah, it just it just wasn't great. But like, when you found the good levels, you normally like favorited like the creator. Because, like, the creators that made one good level usually made more than one good level, mm-hmm. and they usually made different levels. Like, yeah. you didn't get, like, the same trope in every one. So, like, there was this... 
there was this fun kind of learning curve of like trying to figuring out what the trick of a certain level was and that sense of accomplishment when you get through it. It's part of the reason why I enjoyed um, Celeste so much because of that like sense of accomplishment when you made it to the next platform. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you died a hundred times trying to get to that fucking platform, but as soon as you make it to it, it's like fucking yeah, I did it. And you know what? I would be fine if I were to maybe play Celeste, but Celeste has a an end. Celeste has a story, has a point to the game. Whereas Mario Maker does... has a point. Have fun, and and I'll have fun playing other games. Yeah, like, no, look, I mean, not so I understand no. it's it's not yeah. for you. Um, it is going to be game of the year 2019 for everybody, though, including you. <laughs> I don't fucking care what your opinion no, is. I... It is your game of the year 2019. Right now, I think, and I don't have a game of the year right now because uh, I, I have not bought anything new yet this year. I don't think so. I will also say, as far as Mario Maker is concerned, it is also probably one of my favorite, like, web presence games. Like, I think I had more fun watching other people interacting with that content yeah. than I've had with any other game on the internet. Oh, I will I will watch people play, like, the most ridiculous levels, and I'll watch, like, their completion runs. I'll be like, this is fucking insane, but I'm just, I, I don't... Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm not gonna worry ju- about. Just to give to give you like an idea, um, you've heard you and I talk about like Giant Bomb made a bunch of levels. Yeah. Um, and one of their former employees who now writes for Waypoint, um, Patrick Klepek was playing them, and like he he was slowly spiraling into like a pit of despair that there was no <laughs> crawling out of. Um, like the levels that Giant Bomb made were like made specifically to fuck with him. At a no, certain point. like the first well, couple, no. But then, like once he started doing them and beating them, it it transitioned into this competition of one guy trying to make a level to break him, and that was fun. But like Patrick also did because at the time he was working for Kotaku and had like time to kind of do his own thing. He was every morning doing a um a Twitch stream that he, he was calling it Mario Maker Mornings, and he was. You know, if there was a new Giant Bomb level, he was playing that. Otherwise, you know, he was taking suggestions from chat, or he was playing, like, levels from creators that he had played previous levels from, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I saw, like, I found some really great levels through that, like, through seeing him play them. And just, like, it was always fun to watch this, because he was... He was determined enough that even the the most challenging level, as long as it wasn't total bullshit, he he would persevere through it. Yeah. Um... Like, and I enjoyed that so much that, like, I don't know, a year ago, maybe, um, he was, he was trying to start a, a Waypoint stream on their Twitch channel and accidentally started his own accounts. Like, he, like, it, it auto-logged him into his personal and he just started up the stream not paying attention. And I got an alert that Patrick was playing Super Mario Maker from Twitch and I immediately fucking opened a <laughs> Twitch app. And then, like, five minutes later, I saw a tweet from him, like, sorry, guys, that was a fucking mistake. <laughs> and then even, um, even like, um, um, during the holidays, Giant Bomb made another level. Like, they just, they, they decided to play it during their holiday stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was going to play that level on a stream, but ended up not being able to. Yeah. And, like, I was bummed out by that. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm, ex- I, I think, it seems like Drew is, too. Like, I'm just super excited for this game. Yeah. And, and, and that's great. I'm not judging you. I just yeah. No, you don't have to like, play it. Like I said, I'm one of probably one people that does not care. That I am concerned about how the creation is going to work. the The first one relied very heavily on you using the gamepad with the touchscreen and everything to do stuff. 
it looks like maybe they've incorporated like a um like a weapons wheel basically for lack of a better term for, yeah. for the objects. Yeah. That like maybe between the dual analog sticks and maybe like like a holding combination, they might have made it functional in like docked mode. Yeah. Like where you don't need the touch screen. Um we'll have to wait and see if they shed more light on that or if we just don't know till the game comes out. But it's due out this summer. So we don't have to wait that long. No. Um, what is next on here? Super Mario... Onak. Oninaki? I forget how to pronounce that one. Oninaki? Oninaki is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a Square Enix game. Oh, it's okay. from the team that did I Am Setsuna. Um, you'll get this more than Drew would. Yeah. But um, I, it almost reminded me of Bleach, like, conceptually. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, like I, I added this... On or I had this on here because it was very visually appealing. Yes, it looked really cool, and I liked that whole like switching between the world of the living and the world yeah. of the dead, and how visually um different they were. Yeah, and just the general like idea of the world behind it seemed really cool. And the re- so for anyone that didn't watch the Nintendo Direct re- and for Drew also, <laughs> the reason I compare it to Bleach is in Bleach you play as a human who becomes a Soul Reaper, right? Um, at certain points you travel between, like, your normal human world and, like, the world of the dead, essentially. Um, but part of, part of, like, the lore of that show is, you know, somebody dies, they become a spirit. If that spirit becomes corrupted, they become a hollow, which is, like, a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, if that monster isn't dealt with correctly, they never get to, like, pass on or get reincarnated or anything. Yeah. Which is kind of how they described this in, okay. you know, souls... If they become like too whatever, they become the monsters. If yeah, that happens, and the monsters aren't dealt with. Those monsters can never become reincarnated, and and the cycle of the game is like apparently. If they become lost, they can't be reincarnated and okay. come back. Interesting. And I guess right. the the game involves like reincarnation and stuff as like a big theme through it. I'll have and, to go back and rewatch yeah. that. It looked cool. Of of the souls that you like kill or whatever you then get them and they give you different abilities and like every That's soul right. has like different skills and stuff to it, it okay so it's like it's like bleach and pokemon <laughs> had a baby yeah like it's it looked more like an action rpg sort of yeah. thing but like very visually appealing and just conceptually like it seems like it could be really cool yeah, yeah. since i was watching at work i definitely tuned out during that game yeah i mean like if it wasn't like a game that you'd like recognize the name of like i can totally understand mm-hmm. Um, but that that's throughout summer, like, this year, too. So, um, next up is Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Three Houses, which Richie fucking sucks and doesn't think this looks good anymore. No, no, no. That's what your, your note says. I said that this video, the video they gave us made me less interested in the game. Which, because they just overly explained the entire first half of the game, essentially. So... Uh, this is why I asked you on Messenger earlier when we were going back and forth about this, if you'd played any recent Fire Emblem games. Yeah, I, um, I haven't played since, like, the GBA or DS. So, the at least the last two, um, Awakening and, like, Birthright Conquest, like that trilogy one. Yeah. Um, It was very much a game where the first, like, third of it, the story did not matter at all because it takes such a fucking crazy turn right after that. So, the way I'm looking at it is, the game is giving, like, that video gave us the setup of, here's the world you're in, here's kind of what you're doing early on, but I have a feeling like, 
soon after kind of all the stuff they showed us, the story is going to do something fucking weird. Like, all of these children, their children's children are going to come from the past somehow. Yeah, I mean... Like, not from the future, they're going to come no, from the past. No, like, I, I get what you're saying, but, like, it it gave you, like, you play as the prince or princess of this king, that you become the the teacher at this Hogwarts-esque school. You're, you're a mercenary, you're a fucking professor at Hogwarts, there's only three fucking, um... um three houses. Houses. They are, I, I believe they're yellow, blue, and red. They or are yellow, green, yeah. and red. And they, they go, but it's the fact that they go into such detail about these things that you're going to learn when you're playing the game that they didn't have to go into. It, it was a the, little painfully long. The video was too long. They could have said, they could have cut it down by half. I agree. Like, they could have said, Fire Emblem coming out June 2019, move on. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I'll say, I agree yeah. it was longer than it needed to be. And, and that I was... don't think they gave us too much information because of the way those stories end up evolving so but quickly. But what if this one doesn't? Yeah, like, what if I mean, look, that's is... entirely possible. I'm still down to play as a fucking um, Hogwarts professor, though. So... I mean, it's got a neat concept, and I, I do enjoy tactical RPGs like this, that I do want to get back into these games. Marth is one of my favorite characters in Smash. It looks good, too. It does look good, but just the video, they didn't have to have it this long when they were doing such a major info dump of all these other games. Look, I don't know if you remember, but about nine months ago, they spent 47 minutes telling us about Smash Brothers. That's because <laughs> it was 45 seconds per character. They also... It was 4,000 games. If you... 76... Um, I think that's what it is. The year before that, I want to say it was. Maybe, I think it was It was around E3 2017. They spent like 25 minutes on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. Like, going fucking deep into that game. And like, I will say, like, even though they, they kind of gave you a bunch of like story information in there, um, that game went places that the video never... Yeah dove into and and like i don't i don't remember that i can't recall how i felt about i that. don't expect you to yeah, but it's just more of like guys you're just showing you're just teasing this stuff for me don't give me like the synopsis of the first third of the game give me like a this game's coming out you're a teacher you get to teach them skills in school and take them on mercenary quests great next title like i don't have to know that i am the daughter or son of a great mercenary or king or whatever it was and Blah blah blah, and continue on from there. Like, well, it comes out in July. Yeah, July twenty sixth. I'm excited for it. You don't have to play it. No, I, I, I might play it. No, no. You already said you fucking hate it. You don't have to it, play it. It, it says it right there in the document. Fuck this game. No, the it's document not worth my said, sixty dollars. The document I will says never fucking play another Fire Emblem game again. I'm I don't giving know what my you're Switch to Drew so he can play it. Tetris for me all the time. I mean, if you want to continue playing more Tetris and get me a winner, winner, chicken dinner, or whatever, I'll fucking play the fuck out of Tetris. Um, we're still not talking about Tetris yet, though. Fuck. Um, but that's next. Astral Chain. That yeah. game looks really cool. Um, so I, I drew. You're not reading the, the list. My my notes for this are: I have no clue. Like an action game where you're a police power ranger? Question yeah. mark. Platinum B team. Yeah. Well, so it's Platinum Games, it's the Wonderful 101, Bayonetta, and... Well, it's people that worked on Wonderful 101, Bayonetta, and Nier. Which, Wonderful 101 was a really fun game. Nier was a fantastic game, and Bayonetta's cool. I like Bayonetta. Or, 
Is it actually that team, or is it the team that made like the really bad Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles so, game? So that's the thing. It could be that team, but I'm telling it's not the team that team because they're banking fucking Bayonetta. It's this is the Platinum B team. No, that no, no, got I, taken I, off a gate that from Scalebound. Like, look, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, I'm just saying, like, some of the people involved are people that worked on Bayonetta, Near, and Wonderful 101. Yeah, it's not specifically the Bayonetta team, but it is people from like the directors and producers and stuff like that. Doesn't necessarily make it mean it's going to be a good game, but like it at least makes me a little more interested than if it was just like the people that brought you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on. Well, of course PS4. they're not going to mention the fucking garbage game that company made. Yeah, they're going to talk about the good game. Yeah. Um, it looked neat though. Like, it looked neat in a way of, I'd like to know more about this, but not so much like, I'm interested in buying it yet. Like, yeah, like, it, it has me interested in the stylized, like, ca- how they had the characters styled, and they're, 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 it, that was all, like, really cool looking, how they had them fighting together, and, yeah, like, it, it's a, like, maybe co-op. each other around and stuff, it, I don't think it's gonna be co-op, that's gonna be too I much, so, no, it so, might be. it might not be, you, you might not have to play it yeah. co-op, but the, they made a reference at the end of that segment that made it, it seem like co-op is an option. Yeah, they were yeah. like, did you notice there were two people? And You yeah. control one with the left analog stick and one with the right analog stick? Oh, I mean, that... that it works for brothers. That could work. That could happen. Like, where brothers is a way fucking different game. You're holding the two sticks in each hand and you're fighting with the two top buttons. And maybe different combinations have different... It's possible. Dude, I just like I just like the video opened up with the two people like in sync, like basically doing fucking Power Ranger moves to like summon their little fucking dual disc monster armband thing from Yu Gi Oh to then like shoot a projection out from there to then I think they're then wearing the armor, but maybe it's just like a hard light construct that they are like virtually controlling. And and they were like, I don't fucking know. It looked cool though. Yeah, it looked really cool. Like, if that was a movie, I would totally watch that movie. Yeah. Um, I like Zelda, guys. I think Zelda's cool. My two favorite Zeldas, Link to the Past, number one. Correct. Always number one. That is the correct choice. Link's Awakening is number two. Link's Awakening is very good. Um, Link's Awakening was a Game Boy game from 1993. It was yes. remade in 1998 for the Game Boy Color. Yeah. It added a little color dungeon where you could get a red or a blue tunic that helped in, like, water and fire, if I remember correctly. Um, it's being remade again. But, it, like, remade, remade. It looks really, like, neat. It's fucking adorable. Yeah. It looks like this weird cross between what they did with Pokemon Let's Go. Like, like where they, like... That's re- kind of... Alright. Yeah. That where, like, fucking... it's, it's not the same art style at all. But it reminds me of that, where, like, you're taking this Game Boy game and making it something that just looks more modern. Crossed with, like, the old Christmas, like, claymation specials, like, Rudolph and yeah. shit. Yeah, All right, exactly. Yeah, that nails it pretty could, well into yeah. why I didn't like how it really looked. Link could one hundred percent be fucking snow miser. Just saying, you give him a blue tunic, motherfucker is the snow miser. He's the fucking dentist elf. That's <laughs> the fuck dent- he looks. Like. Oh shit! Yeah, he's even wearing green. He's, he's the dentist elf. He's Herbie. Herbie. Yeah, yeah. Herbie. That's his name. Fuck. Like, oh, it was fuck. I didn't think of that. It, there, it now I've a- ruined. Made that game better? I don't know. It's still Ooh, adorable. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I do. I also like the the art style. I think it looks yeah. really cool. Yeah, and, and like 
I this is a game I maybe played a very small amount of. Um, that I'm just like this is. I know a lot of people wanted this. This is great. I think that game was so cool because it was a Zelda game you could openly jump in at a time when like Zelda Two. I think you could jump in. Yeah. But like that was also a very different type of Zelda it's a game. Side scrolling yeah. platformer. Um, I don't know if you guys re- re- remember last week. I mentioned that there was like the rumors about like what might be announced and like the or no, I think it was actually on Messenger. We were talking about it. We did on Messenger. Yeah. Um, I forgot this was actually yeah. one of those rumors. One of oh. the rumors was a new two D Zelda game. Okay. To which nobody quite understood what that would be. Um, but this is probably what it was because yeah. it's a remake of a two D Zelda game because okay. yeah. it was like that top down yeah. at the yeah. time. Um, so like other than no Metroid Prime thing, like that whole rumor mill for this direct was kind of accurate from you know Super Mario Maker 2 a Zelda game mm-hmm. they didn't mention Metroid fucking at all <laughs> no I'm I'm not surprised with the fact that they're like they came out and said like we are not doing Met- or like they're redoing Metroid Prime 4 from the ground up I'm not surprised that they didn't say anything about it yeah. well I mean the rumor wasn't uh, Metroid Prime 4 it was the Metroid Prime trilogy yeah which would have been cool, like, that would have been, if they had something like that ready for, like, this year, where they could have been, like, and in September, the Metroid Prime Trilogy oh, well, was coming. I, I, I don't, uh, I see that. What was in... the latest announced game? There was one game that was August 30th. No, there's something, um, so that, um, Astral thing is from, is in August, but there were a couple things that said fall. Yeah. And, um, actually, oh, okay. um. I thought Ru- everything in that was summer. No, but... Rune Factory 5, they simply just told us, is in development. That was the most okay, uncertain fair. game they announced. Right, but f- like four was the thing they were showing. Yeah, but that's from 2012. It's just a port yeah, over with yeah. a little extra content. I I fully expect the Metroid Prime trilogy to be something they talk about at E3. Same for holiday release. I actually I disagree. I think that the Metroid Prime trilogy was supposed to be part of this Nintendo Direct up until. A month ago, when they told us that Metroid Prime 4 was restarting development, they are now going to hold it until they are closer to the release of Metroid Prime 4 as a, here's the trilogy, Metroid Prime 4 next year. So, like, if Metroid... I I don't think so. If Prime 4 ends up coming out, let's say, 2021, so two years from now, Uh next year we get the trilogy. Uh, Yeah, I would say we have to wait and see, like... Like, how far into development might they be by E3 to figure out what they would do? For like, Prime 4? Yeah. How, like, how not far into Prime... Like, they're not going to be far into Prime 4. And I feel like this is something that they know the people want besides... And they usually do. Besides Waluigi and Smash, they usually give the people what they want. Um, that They'll be like, alright, to settle, settle you for the next year and a half until the game comes out, here's the trilogy. Like... I think they could all even... It would be smarter business-wise to release it now than it would be to release it before the game comes out. That's possible. Um, and, and, like, look, yes, like, business-wise, it probably is smarter to get it out now because it's another game for this year. They've got a pretty decent-looking year, um, at least, like, in my opinion. Like, I think yeah. I think th- these games here are, are, are pretty strong. And like Drew said, like, they're really not going to the end of the year. We don't know what the holiday looks like. Yeah. Um, if they have at least one other strong title for the holiday, I don't think we see a Metroid trilogy this year. If they don't have anything strong for this holiday, then yeah. Then that would make sense because... So, but what the fuck else do they have left? 
I mean, nothing. Like they, so they, they don't have like, any core characters things left unless they already, unless they like did like like a like a Mario Galaxy two thing where like they fast tracked uh, Mario Odyssey two, and they're just kind of using some of the existing assets to just get a sequel out right away. Unlikely. Like I don't think that's the case, but you know, crazier things have happened. Um, and that's the Sega Saturn came out on the day it was announced in 1995. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, like I the only other thing I can think is an. Uh, an actual Animal Crossing for the Switch, but that which is in th- development. Yeah, they yeah. they said during uh, the uh, one Nintendo Direct that they were yeah in, that it was in development. That is not. Uh, I think it was actually E three is one of the times they when they announced what's her name as a Smash character. They also said that's the, yeah that, that that is when yeah. Um, so I, I will say Animal Crossing. As much as I love Animal Crossing, um, first fuck Tom Nook. <laughs> uh, second. That is definitely not a Switch seller, and that is not yeah, no. a, that is not the title no. that is going to make a a big impact on their holiday sales. Sure, I, but they kind of just blew like the, the game that they could have announced this year that wasn't already. They just did. Yeah, so. look, I I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I I am just simply throwing out there like they need something for the holiday, and I and feel like like. I, f- I mean, I think it was supposed to be Metroid Prime 4 this year. Probably. Realistically, so I think they'll swap it out with the trilogy and announce it at E3. But. So, guys, I-, I have a scenario for you. We have an airplane. That airplane is flying over an island. Out of that airplane drops 99 Tetran Minos, and they have to uh, battle it out. That's not think? exactly how this game works. but N- No, it's not exactly how it works. <laughs> but Tetris 99 is awesome. It is actually pretty cool. It, like... I I personally suck. I was gonna say I'm embarrassed to ever play it again after watching Drew play it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you guys. He, I, we found the first you know thing what? ever that Drew's good at. Like fuck you. <laughs> watching watching Drew get as get as, get as far as he did, I was proud of my level of my 14. I was very proud of my 14, seeing that his four yeah, I got was nuts. Yeah, like I I. I feel like I understood what you were doing better than Richie did, because I don't think you realized you could infinite spin. No, I knew you could keep spinning when it touched. I was just like, Um, this is just fucking bonkers, because it's just so fast. Like, in my head, I know when it gets fast like that, you just never stop spinning. Pretty much. In practice, I don't think my brain could send the signals correctly to actually accomplish any sort of lines. I mean, you start... And especially since it's a battle Tetris game, so when other people are completing doubles, triples, and Tetrises, you're potentially getting lines added to the bottom, and that fucks up your timing on things that are in the middle of dropping. When you were... At the at end, the very top of the screen. When yeah, like literally, I'm looking at it and like I'm just thinking like that should be game over already. He's at the top, and you brought it back down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you brought it that, down like four or five lines. I was lines. shocked by that. And I'm watching this, and, and I'm like, that's not how Tetris works. No, like, uh, like <laughs> I was like, had the pieces hit the very top, but like. They were coming just below the line. Yeah. Like, lo- it was the top of the piece was hitting the yeah. top. Nothing was getting over it. As long as one piece can be inside the box, you don't get canceled. Oh, well, no, 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 believe me, I know that. It, if one piece goes outside, you lose. Well, no, and this, it's I, it looked like it's as long as one piece can reach inside, you can continue playing. No, the, the whole block has to get inside. Okay. It's just, it, it's hard to tell because of the way that they fall. 
when they're falling, like until until Drew actually seats it and yeah. like it's done moving, it can be above the line. Yeah, it's as soon as he stops moving it and it's actually like in its final resting place, it's got to be inside of the the box. Yeah, but yeah, that was one of the most impressive like rounds of Tetris I've ever watched. Yeah, granted, I've never watched like actual professional Tetris players, but like, fuck, man. There was a video circulating of like the Tetris World Tournament. I, and, I think like, I just saw this recently. It was like a. It was one of like the most classic Tetris versions. I don't know. I think it might have been like NES or something. I don't really. I think know. it is NES Tetris. Um, it is one of the most entertaining things to watch ever, in my opinion, because I don't think it's Battle Tetris. So there's no, not the added not blocks. It's just uh, you're both getting the same pieces and you're both making the same combinations, but who fucks up or goes a little bit slower than the other. Well, also, they, like, off the bat, they do not play it the same way. Yeah. Like, they're getting the same pieces, dudes put them in different spots. Yeah. As it's, it's fascinating to watch. But, Tetris 99. Like, I logged on to the Switch last night after I watched the Direct. I turned it on, and I had three friends playing games. Two of them were playing Tetris 99. Nice. One of them was playing, uh, what was he playing? I don't know. Something completely stupid. I was like, really? Why isn't everybody playing Tetris 99 right now? It's fucking free. It is their... I, I'm considering it, even though they have the whole NES thing, this is their first like games for gold type thing, because it's only free to those who already have the Nintendo online service. Out of curiosity, I, I did not look this up at all, so that's the first I'm really hearing of it. Is it only free if you have the online service, or is it only playable if you have the online service? I mean, it's. I'm sure because it would be fucking funny if you could download it and not play it. I, I every I, every I kind like, of think it's the latter. I've to seen be things. Honest. I've seen things where it's like it's free for Nintendo online service. Like I can't. Like I, I saw. I saw a few things. A few places say that. Okay. Um. Look, I wouldn't be totally surprised. I just think it'd be really fucking funny if it was free and people couldn't play it without the online service. Like, I think I saw a Kotaku article where it was like free if you have the Nintendo online service. Um, I don't, maybe the game comes out on other systems as well, but it's only free for Nintendo. Maybe that's a thing. I'm not sure, but this is just, it's, it was really fun and it's getting me more into playing Tetris. Yeah. Do you guys have any other things you want to say about Tetris or the Nintendo Direct? Uh, no. I think I'm about good. So, originally, I think we were going to talk about Apex Legends, but we're going pretty long, so let's hold that for next week, because I know, Drew, you played more of that, right? Uh, Yeah, well, so, like Richie said, like, he jumped on, and three people were on this Battle Royale Tetris. I was on my PS4 last night, and there were seven people all playing Apex Legends. Yeah. So, let's talk about that next week. Sure. Um... Maybe it gives, it gives me time to try to play, too, and maybe yeah. we can yeah. group up and do it, too. Um, the last two things I do want to bring up for this week. Um, there were two anniversaries this week, actually. Um, five years ago, Twitch Plays Pokemon happened. Drew, you actually pointed this out to us. Yeah, I mean, I had just seen the headline and was like, holy fuck, that was five years? Like, that's insane that that was already five years ago. But that was also a thing that really... It kind of changed I think it's, Twitch. I mean, it's kind of the thing that got Twitch, like, uber popular. Yeah, um... It, it like, had or, the viewer uh, counts that, like, that time Ninja streamed with Drake had. I don't know if it ever got... Mm, maybe uh, it did. 
I, well, obviously it didn't get that high because that was the it, highest thing. But it had like, the equivalent it was, for its time yeah. of what Ninja and Drake. Yeah, had. like uh, I mean, it probably, yeah, like the viewer count. It was the wrong term, but like it had sort of the cultural impact yes. in that yeah. area of the internet. Yeah. Like I remember before then, Twitch just wasn't. It was a thing that I like. I had an app on my phone, and that was it. It was that thing that used to be just in TV, <laughs> and then it was oh shit, like. And then it was Twitch. And then it just blew up out of, because of Twitch plays Pokemon. Now, did either, did you guys watch and or participate at all? No. I don't know that I ever, uh, you know, no, I'm pretty sure I checked in on it at some point, but. It, it was pretty cool to see. Um, it was, it was also a little infuriating because you're watching like, like the chat has the delay and like obviously like different people will see the chat at different times to an extent. So you'd have like these streams of like, Everybody hitting the same thing, but then just enough people it's like telling it other buttons that like you would just watch the start menu open and close rapidly. Yeah. Um, and I know at different times, depending on like the the load they had in the chat, they would actually adjust like how how long it took for like the inputs to like take effect and all to try and like balance it out. Um, but they were able to complete Pokemon Red. Yeah. Like they got through. Um, I don't know if they... I think they went all the way through the Mewtwo stuff. How many Pokemon were named Balls? None. Um, they were never able to name them an actual name. It was mostly just, like, jumbles of letters, if I remember correctly. Okay. Because you literally had, you know, thousands of people all typing letters at the same time. Oh, yeah, true. Um, the one cool thing that they did... So, th- they continued on after the initial one, and they, they did, like, future generations. Mm-hmm. I think they got at least up to Diamond and Pearl, the yeah. DS generation. Um, I know for a fact they got at least to Gen 3, um, Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. When they did Gen 2, though, the Johto ones, um, part of that game is you, you play through Johto, and then when you clear Johto, you think, you can then go back, go through Kanto, your original area. Mm-hmm. And once you clear that, you can go to this cave and actually fight the player from Red and Blue, who he's got like an, like a, his team's like all level like 85s, and it's like, all the original three starters at their max um, evolution and a bunch of other powerful po- Pokemon. They hacked the ROM, for lack of a better term, and put the team from po- the- Twitch Plays Pokemon Red into it. That's cool. I think they, they adjusted the levels to be like at that like 65 or whatever, but the team and the names and all were that of... That's a cool talk. Yeah. But yeah, like five years ago that happened. Crazy. Hasn't really been anything like that since. Um... And the other thing, 20 years ago this week, the second best PlayStation Final Fantasy released, Final Fantasy VIII. I'll agree with I being second best. I don't count Tactics because it's not a numbered title. Ta- I mean, it's Tactics 8, 7, 9. You're fucking stupid. I would put Tactics at the top if I included it in like the three PlayStation ones. Um, but no, it's it's nine, eight, seven. Reverse order. Nine. Uh, no. <laughs> nine is not trash. I don't like nine. Uh, nine is so good, but you yeah. like seven. I mean, I mean, I like seven too. Like, I don't. None of them. I don't think any of them are bad. Just order. I I would put nine, eight, seven. I would. I would. I mean, nine is number one for me, and I honestly never beat and rarely even played eight and seven to be able to say which is which. For well, me. I have good I news. Mean, you can play seven on Switch. Um, apparently, Square hates eight, so you'll never see that again. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to play eight, but I just not really big into eight. Eight, so eight was a weird one. Like I never disliked it, 
but it used to be like like I kind of went through through phases where like I liked eight better than nine for a while, but at a certain point, like I played through nine again, and like it really grew on me to the point where like I kind of like eight dropped into second place. See, and like for me, I've given nine like three tries, and I never get past the first disc. Yeah, when I was like when we were teenagers, like I like everybody, like I thought seven was the best one, mm-hmm. but then like playing eight and like I played eight and I enjoyed eight. Going back to eight, like years later, I'm like, oh wow, this this game is actually way more in depth than I realized at the time because when I was fourteen, I just didn't have the patience to do all of like the intricate stuff you could do. Like, I didn't spend the time, like, junctioning things properly. It was just like, I'm just going to put the strongest summons on there and summon them all the time because they're cool little animations. I it's really... also weird and broken and it's... It is, cool but thing. it's broken in such a fun way. Yeah. Or, like, or, so have you ever played 8? I've played 8. I've no, I know 8. Do you understand, like, the junction system in it all? Or Not, remember it? N- yeah, I vaguely remember it. And I, so, I watched, system. I watched a lot of Eric play it, and he restarted it 16 times because, for whatever reason. He's Eric. Yeah. Um, um, that's the one that had, like, the draw system for yeah, magic. Yeah. Um, but with the junction system, you could enhance your, like, stats and abilities once you started getting um, the summons, which were the guardian forces. By junctioning magic to different like stats and stuff like that. Yeah, one and of the like, cool th- the summons got level ups and unlocked the things for you to be able to junction things to. And like a- as they leveled, they would get and yeah, like, the, you would essentially you equipped summons to characters to give them stat boosts and stuff. It was yeah. weird. And there was basically like a bonding situation where like if you moved a summon from one character to the other, like they did not have the same stuff if i remember correctly i don't know i if don't that's remember true. that like i think they they maintained the level but i feel like they didn't have the same skills unlocked or something like that i forget it's been it's been a long time but the cool i always enjoyed early in the game you go into the the training center and there's the um the weird plant monsters in there uh-huh. yeah that one of their abilities is sleep right you you just keep finding them, and you draw a hun- or ninety nine sleep from them. So, like, you have the max sleep. That game did go to hundred. Did it, it go to hundred? Yep. Yeah. So you draw one hundred sleeps. You never cast sleep on anything. You junction it to your weapon, though. So every time you attack an enemy, um, there is a very high chance of putting it to sleep if it is susceptible to sleep. Yeah. Like stuff like that was just great because it. It broke the game in such an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And, like, sleep wasn't the only thing you could do it with. You could do it with um, any of the magics. And you could even do, like, the reverse of if you were going into a fire area. Like, you knew the enemies did a lot of fire attacks. You could junction fire magic to, like, your magic defense. And their attacks would basically do no damage to you. Or, yeah. if or you absorb if you had enough spells to absorb the damage. Like, it was just such a... I don't know. Like, I think that was just such a cool system it was. that people yeah. really shit on for a long time. I, I, I think, think it's he, because it was such a change from yeah. the Final Fantasy VII. Oh style. yeah. Well, I mean, from like any Final Fantasy, like you got rid of mana, you got rid of MP. Like, you have to have absorbed magic to be able to use magic. Yeah, I mean, it, it carried on some of the the ideas from Seven, where like everybody could use magic. Mm-hmm. Um, because before that, it was it was very class based. Like you know, like if you were playing six, I think wasn't it only the main character and like one other person had magic? 
I didn't. I, sounds right. I could never get in the six. Like I can't, I kept trying, and I just for whatever reason, everyone loves that game, and yeah, I haven't played it either. Um, but I know, like in four, like your your mages are your mages, your um healers, your healer. Like that's they have their roles, and that's all they are. And then seven was the one. It's like yeah, just give people these little fucking magic rocks, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, eight took it into a very weird place. Like there was monsters on the moon and shit. You go and I mean, seven you went into space too, but like you go into space, the whole world becomes frozen in time for a little while. Like that game was fucking weird. Yeah. You, you're fucking um Odin. Odin was always my favorite if you got him early enough, which he was a bitch to get because you had to get through that whole area quickly. Um, but he was not a he was not a summon that you could summon on your own. Yeah. Um, but what happened is I don't know if either of you remember this. Yeah, if you fought Cipher after having him. In uh, one particular at, yeah, battle. At a certain battle, Cypher would end up being like, fuck you, Odin, and kill Odin, to then, oh, here's Gilgamesh at the end of the fight when you defeat no, Cypher. No, it, it wasn't even at the end of the fight. Gilgamesh just shows up and then attacks Cypher. I thought it was, like, at the end of the fight, like, when he was about to die. Nope. Okay. Um, Unless I'm misremembering myself, which is possible. But he comes to actually take Odin's sword. Because okay. he has, like... Right. He's okay. got the six arms, and every arm has a different weapon, and he wanted Odin's sword. Yeah. And, like, he then becomes your replacement Odin. Because Odin was the one that would just occasionally show up, yeah. and it was an insta insta win in the battle. Which, like, the first time you play, if you have Odin at that Cypher butt battle, you get super excited, because you're like, oh, fucking cool, Odin's gonna show up and just fight over. And then Cypher just fucking strikes him the fuck down. Yeah. That game, that game was good. It was good. I wish it was. I wish that was one of the ones they were releasing on Switch. And it's weird that they're not, because like they put it out on PC. Like I have it on Steam. Yeah. Like I would. That I'm tempted to buy nine, but I do have not. I actually have. I have eight and nine on the Vita. Like I don't need them on the Switch. Yeah. But being able to jump back and forth between playing handheld or playing it docked, like that's kind of like just enough where it's like I. I will very well probably buy nine at some point. But if they if they released eight, I'd probably buy eight the day it released. I'm I'm definitely going to get nine, but I'm more interested in getting eight than I would be getting seven. Yeah, I've played seven enough. I don't need to play it again anytime soon. Um, especially with like there is maybe someday before we die going to be a remake. Yeah. Um, I have no hope left for it. I think they're just trolling us. The literally the disc that they ship for that game is just going to load a YouTube video of Rick Astley. And it's going to be the Tralala guy. That too. Yeah. It'll be Rick Astley, but he'll be going just Tralala the entire time. Um, you guys, anything else you guys want to mention before we wrap up? No, I think we've got this, a good show today. Yeah, this was a pretty long episode. Like I said um, a few minutes ago, um, next week we'll talk about um, Yoshi's Woolly World and the Damon X Machina demos yeah. that are out. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Apex Legends. Um, and Drew, you had a podcast that you wanted to talk about that we'll talk about next week too. Oh uh, yeah, it, well, I mean, it was I, one Richie I, had talked about. Yeah, before, I talked. So. It was uh, uh, Angel on Vine. Oh, that's right, yeah. you had talked yeah. about that before. I thought I had heard about it. I honestly just thought maybe Drew talked about it like no. while you guys were over like one night. No. Um. Uh, and then we should play some Starlink and maybe be able to talk about that next week. If we yeah. Have time. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I'm off call starting tomorrow morning. Okay. So when my, when I wake up tomorrow morning. My on call is over for a week, so um, I'll, I'll probably get a chance to like play some more stuff. Yeah, I um, I don't have anything going on tomorrow night, but I should be able to play some games this weekend or 
Monday or something. I'm off, also off Monday for President's Day. So. I, I get to leave out. My company, we get one or, we get that or Martin Luther King Day, and we get to pick. Um, because I knew I had two weeks back-to-back of on-call, I picked President's Day. Yeah, that it's makes like, sense. Take a three-day weekend after being on call for two weeks. We yeah. get we get uh we get Martin Luther King Day off, and President's Day we get to leave two hours early because most courts are closed and stuff. So there's not really much we can do. Um, I lucked out and I won a prize from work to be able to come in two hours late. Right. I'm going to see if I can use that for Monday, so I only have to be in work for three hours. That's not a bad deal if it works. Yeah. Um, speaking of not a bad deal, you can find more of our shows over at www.one-quest.com. You can help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. Our podcasts, like the one you're listening to right now, are available on your favorite platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and all the other ones, or just search us on your favorite platform. We have social media all over the place. We're facebook.com slash onequestonline at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. YouTube is youtube.com slash one quest video. And like I said at the top of the show, you can send us your questions, comments, just about anything to social at one dash quest.com. Yep. And I guess that's the show, guys. It's a long one, but uh, there's a lot with the Nintendo Direct and everything. Yeah. And-, and I got the alert, so you guys kind of rambled on for D&D for a little bit longer than we meant, but, mm-hmm. you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week with more stuff. Uh, we'll probably continue to tweak and refine how our new format's going to work. But uh, yeah, that'll yeah. do it. See you. Bye. Bye.